Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be, wherever you're tuning in from to this live stream, live stream of Redfellas. Redfellas, possibly, probably the first day of summer, guys. Is it really summer? Well, it's summer for me, as you guys can see, because when, when, when this comes out, when this baby comes out and reveals itself to the world, then you know it's summer. No more silly hats, <laughs> no more community hats, no more war hats. It's time to get out the bald eagle himself. Uh, that's when you know it's summer. That's when you know. Um, but we are here. It may be summer, winter, wherever you are. Let us know, actually, what the season is, wherever you're tuning in from. Wherever the season is, let us know. Is it winter? Is it autumn? Is it spring? Do, do um, what are the words? What, what, what are summer, spring, and thing? What are they called? Seasons. Do seasons season even exist anymore? Season. Like, I, I believe it's all mixed up now, man. Is there really such a thing as seasons? Keith, you're nodding your head. Is there such a... I, I find no, it not at up. all. Not in the UK, there's not. Today's sunshine, you go into the shade for five minutes and you'll see that the sunshine goes away. So, uh, yeah. There was hailstones in Jordan, by the way, and floods in the Middle oh, East. Yeah. And that's in the Middle East, yeah. Well, that's a segue into... Saudi Arabia this year. That's a segue into telling us where you was. Obviously, you're showing off again. Where was your nah. latest adventure? <laughs> of course. So now we have to ask you where have you been? You know, you've got your shirt out, half you know, half, half your chest showing, and all that business. What is it? Well, you said it like you said it's summer, right? So you know, the bald the, the, the bald head is shining, the chest hair's out. I'm just uh, 
I, I got the memo, clearly. I got the memo. <laughs> now, my partner's from the Middle East. She's from Jordan, so she has family there. Amazing. And they were sending uh, pictures. They had, like, hailstones so big, they were literally just, like, putting dents into cars, and they were having floods. Like, it was, it was crazy. It was looking like the end of time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> if no one knew that happened, check it out on Twitter. It was crazy. Um, people, as do as David says, like on your way in, you already know the deal. Bailey says, big up, smash the likes and get Grizz to 30k. Get Football Carnage to 30k because this channel is has been sensational and the growth is down to everyone. So don't get Grizz to 30k, get Football Carnage to 30k. Tremendous, tremendous effort from me and of course the rest of the lads. Much, much love, much, much respect. I think we're about 100 away, just over 100 away. It would be amazing if we could do it on today's show. If not, no problem. We'll wait. We're patient bunch, just like um, just like LFC. Uh, what, what, full house? Yeah. I thought we'd do a... I thought I'd get all the boys in. We'd do a full season appraisal of the players um, and see what we think, who deserves what and who deserves not, as the case may be. Um Anybody else got anything else to reveal or, or exclusives? Steve, you okay? Conroy, you okay? Errol, you're eating something. Share, kindly share with us what you're eating. It looks kind of fruity. <laughs> Just some round trees, bro. Some fruit. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Fruity. Fruity. Um, you, know, you ever get that? Like sometimes where you like you haven't had something for ages, and then you go back to it once, and then all and of then a sudden, you get addicted to it. Yeah, for go to. I hadn't had these. These were in my nan's the other day. My nan's got like a sweet jar. And these oh, were right. a part of the sweet jar. Um, and I, had, I was like, mm, I haven't had them for years. For years. And then anytime I, I pull up on a shop now and I, and I see them, I'm like, right, I'm grabbing a bag. That's my little snack. Steve, have you got anything that you were, uh, because me and you are probably a bit old school, like, is there like a cereal <laughs> for us there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being... I'm just being honest. Okay, Pops. I'm, I'm just being honest. Is there a cereal that we haven't tried in a little while, and then we think, "Oh, that cereal, that's quite nice," and then we have the same one for about a week? It's funny you should say that. I was in Costco last weekend. And I was like, <laughs> you... "Look at this massive box of Weetabix for like three quid." So we're up. We're all on Weetabix now, mate. Whether you like it or not, there's about nine hundred in the cupboard. So um, yeah, it's, it's Weetabix. But but on the arrow theme, mate. I do like uh, jelly beans. I'm partial to jelly beans. If I see them in the shop, I have to have them. Unbelievable. Do they, do they have the food courts in UK Costco where you can get like really like inexpensive fresh food? Yeah, like you get like a hot dog that's about that big for a quid with a, with a drink. Yeah. Pizzas, yeah. Seriously, pizzas that, 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 that this big. I can't, yeah. can't even get on the screen. Look at that. And and you can't eat them all, and it's amazing. The food. I was, I was just I was just making sure that y'all had that same benefit because we have it here, and I just love to go to the food court and eat like a king for five dollars. It's a great feeling. Is that is that how it works, guys? Don't give me ideas like that. Even. No, it's 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 Chris. It's ridiculously cheap, and the portion sizes are ridiculous. It's well, Chris, you got a Costco card. I well, used you, to. I, I used to. Hundred percent. I used to, but I think oh, it, it, like you have to renew it every two years. I think right, something right. like that. I haven't got one anymore because I sold my 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 previous businesses. Uh, oh, now I'm a full time social media superstar, stroke ITK. YouTuber, ITK, stroke, <laughs> stroke, <laughs> stroke bullshit, stroke all of that. You know, just stroke, stroke, stroke. <laughs> but yeah, but but a Costco card is needed. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, Ev's got me. 
um, is there a Costco in Scotland or is that offensive? Have I said something really stupid and naive there? Because I know you will hit me if I have. No, there's, there's Costco. I've actually, I've not been for years. I don't have a Costco card either. So that, that seems to be a, you know, a next chapter in life. Maybe when I hit 30, get a Costco card. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, it does it does seem to be a bargain central. But it's, it's definitely people who are organising their life, like, you know, prep to buy in advance if there's an apocalypse or, you know, survive. They're, they're ready to go. And um, yeah, there is. But for me, I think you talk about like kind of reasonable prices. I always think of Ikea. You know, it's a furniture, you've got the furniture yeah. plate, Ikea, you do it, got all the stuff for the house, but then you can get like meatballs or a massive hot dog for like <laughs> three pounds, three quid. So that they're they pretty do good. Wicked, as well, Ikea do a wicked breakfast section where you can yeah, actually have upstairs have breakfast, yeah. They got the yeah. Swedish meatballs, that's what they're known the for. Swedish meatballs. The Swedish <laughs> meatballs. It's very good. It's very, I saw a video the other day, but I realized I can't I can't speak on this about it. I think it was viral about us, they were doing a certain activity. And you don't see it coming, but they're actually doing this activity in IKEA. I'll send you it after the video. But um, it's yeah, it's just that's a very. I I think it's kind of a, a, a British, it's probably not a British culture thing, but just like you go to IKEA, you know, when you're younger, like that the family's taking you there, and the only thing you're looking forward to, they kind of bribe you with, oh, give you a hot dog or meatballs just to get through the slog of going through the, the place. That that's usually my memory towards Hot IKEA. Hot dog and meatballs, enough of this. Stop it. Okay. Uh, you're making me hungry. As, as Captain Sell says, well, he says it, Chris is getting hungry. You know what I mean? I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry uh, uh, for food. I'm getting hungry for transfers, just like the rest of us. I'm getting hungry for Liverpool information. Oh, by the way, um, Evan, you look funny. I mean, I, uh... I don't... I don't well, I mean, I'm already look. Uh, I'm really apologising for Evan for not adding him into the tweet, like his tag. Completely forgot, but I made up for it by announcing a special guest, which is Evan. Uh, yeah, I was, I was hoping the meatball chat would continue for a few more minutes so that comment would get buried and we could just move on. <laughs> okay, I'll take you off. Listen. Okay, I'll take you off. Uh, it's, it's okay. Listen, listen. I know I'm known for various forms of facial hair. You know, it is what. It, but I have this rule where if I'm trimming, manicuring the beard or the mustache, like my hand slips and I mess up, and I, I don't do the back and forth of trying to salvage something. I just start fresh. So my hand slipped last week, trimmed off too much. I said, screw it start fresh and don't i i feel horrible i feel horrible about it but it's okay because you know i've used that hand slip once so many times brother so yeah. many times yeah. uh d dj <laughs> error looks serious some threes and fours on the way for sure um uh, if people remember errol's um errol's uh sort of uh conclusions on nabi kata were were supposed to be harsh but he actually he actually melted by the end and he actually spoke semi, semi glowingly. Uh, so don't ever let Errol's looks deceive you. Yeah, Guys, first and foremost, we are, before we get into the, to the content side of things and stop the chatting shit about meatballs and God knows well, Ikea and all kinds of shit. We have uh, announcement to make your FUT card is not only sponsors of Redfellas, they are the channel sponsors now. And going into the next season or next year, I should say, go and check out our official sponsors, yourfutcard.com. You already know the drill. You already know what to do. Beautiful, beautiful new designs and uh, presentations, banners, flags coming out. You can even request anything you want. So, for example, if you want, if you're a, I don't know what you'd be doing on today's show, but if you're a Kareem Benzema fan, 
uh, and you want a Karim Benzema print, for example, then go check them out. Ask them how to get it and they will help you out. There's a Ronaldinho on there. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, we don't talk about Man United players on this channel, but yeah. Oh, there's the there's that bald. I'm not going to call him a fraud because I think he's a wonderful, wonderful manager, but I wish he'd fucked off. Um, but yeah, go check out our sponsors. If you go to the checkout and type in Redfellas15, you get 15% discount on top of everything else. So make sure, don't forget, your futcard.com is your go-to place for banners, prints, and all football cards. Uh, gentlemen, 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 the season has ended. We feel a bit relaxed. No more tension, no more worrying about X, no more worrying about Y, no more worrying about Z. We've had a few days, in fact, a week, to contemplate some of the performances, or lack of, as the case may be, um, of some of our squad and some of our players. So I bring you all together to try to come to some form of common ground in terms of where we rank them, where we rate them. Um, please don't uh, judge too much about my graphical work, um, but there is none. I just basically nicked it from Tear Maker, and you already know the rest is quite simple. I have managed to think of fitting them all the rankings and numbers in as well by the side. 0 to 2, 2 to 4, 4 to 6, 6 to 8, 8 to 10. All the players are there, except one notable absentee, and I'm sure the chat will um, pick up on who's missing. Uh, first one to to note, to spot that gets uh, a shout-out from me on all my social medias, retweet, I'll even follow you, all of that good stuff. So um, let's see. Get me to 30K, that would be amazing. Yep. I'd subscribe twice if I could, David says. Um, all right, let's do this. Guys, I guess, let's start, shall we start in the order of the players that are there? I guess that's quite simplistic enough, right? Steve, I'm going to come to you. Um, and Simikas, the Greek Scouser. Yeah, okay. Um, for me, Simikas, difficult for him because he's an understudy to Robertson, clearly. The new system in the second half of the season suits Robertson slightly better than it suits Simakas for me. Um, it's an interesting one with him. I don't know if this summer he's going to get itchy feet and decide his future lies elsewhere because by right he should be a first choice left back in, in, a, in a football team week in, week out. What we're doing changes the sort of dynamics for him and it's clearly going to be Robbo. So in terms of his season, never really let us down when he's played but never set, set the world on fire with any particular wonderful performances. So I'm going to put uh, Costas Simicus in a four to a six rating for me because I can't point to a game when he was dreadful and I can't point to a game when he was absolutely magnificent. So four to six is somewhere around average. So that's where I'm going to stick him. How are we going to do it? Instead of going round and round for each player, we're going to ask for any agreement or disagreement and yeah. we go with the consensus. So if, if there's any disagreements, speak now. Or forever keep your silence. I shall put him into that list. Or anybody come wants to comment. I think that's yeah, fair. Thumbs up. And thumbs I think up. it's fair. Yeah. Three I second think... silence was enough for me. The reason why I don't have three seconds silence because I was coughing and I was hoping someone's going to talk while I'm coughing. But all you punk out, punks out there didn't do nothing. But all right, Simicast goes to four to six. Yeah. Chat. Keep your comments coming in. Let us know what you think. <coughs> um, Stefan 
Vegetich is missing. Revenite, you are the one. You I, think we're, I think we're also missing Firmino and Gakpo. No, Firmino uh, is there. I can see his teeth from here. What about Gakpo? <laughs> Gakpo oh, is missing is. as well? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so what we're going to do instead, we're going to be inventive. We're going to use our creative forces. And what we're going to do, we're going to pretend Gakpo is Calvin Ramsey because there's no point rating the young kid. Is that fair? And sure. yeah. We'll, and we'll do Sepp Vandenberg for Bejetic. Cool. Is that okay? Out of context, it's going to look hilarious. But. Okay, okay. Calvin had an amazing season. <laughs> go to Conroy and we're going to... Oh, look who Conroy gets. Oh. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. He gets Robertson. Unbelievable. What? Yeah, um, this one. You know what? It's got to be... I'm going to turn the comments off now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I think for me on this one... <sighs> I probably when I done my ratings earlier, I, I would say he's had about a, a six this season. Maybe I'm being generous. I think he's had a better season than Shimakas, but I, I think he's been very inconsistent. I think he's had some good games and some poor games. Um, he did manage to get eight assists. He always has, always seems to have good numbers. Like that is one thing. He's he always managed to keep that up. He managed to break the record this year as well. Um, the most um, assists for a defender to get in the Premier League. Um, and Trent, I think, was the only one. Uh, in the Premier League stats, um, defender-wise, he was the highest. He had nine. So Robertson had eight assists. But I still think he's not been great. Uh, good performances, as I said, and then poor performances. I don't think there's... Usually, it was always, you know, seven, eight, eight, eight ten a couple of years ago. I think this season's very inconsistent. So <sighs> I'd maybe put it out to the panel. I could say, for me, probably 46. I think he's bang on six, and I'd, I'd probably say it's the lower half. So I'd, I'd go for 46 if I'm being... A fair and objective, and not having my, my Scottish glasses on, and that's what I would I would go with that one. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to very quickly say I tend to agree. So that's not much to add. I don't think he deserves anything more than a six, and I don't think he deserves below a four. Yeah, any anything less, I think, puts him in with a category of players that I don't want to put him in with. So four to six sounds good to me. Do we have a thumbs up for the rest of you? Interesting one with Shimikas oh, because oh, then okay. I was thinking, no, because <laughs> I feel right. like with Shimikas, he didn't really play much football. I mean, he got four assists. Yeah, he didn't really play much. So, I mean, like four to six is the barometer for a player who hardly played any football for Liverpool this season. If we're putting Robertson next to him, and that's a tad harsh, to Are be you honest. suggesting that Shimikas um, might be a bit too high? Well, I, I, what has he done? I think you have I mean, to say it's been about 100 minutes, no? But you surely have to take it on what, what they've done whilst they've played rather than what they've done whilst they didn't play because they've got Scottish national captain in front of them. I can't remember Simakas having a game where we came on a show on a Sunday and said, what the bloody hell was he doing? He was crap. But I also can't remember us saying he was brilliant. So I'll take your point, Keith, but the sample size for Simakas is... He was average, and, and I see four to six being average. I also agree with Conroy that Robertson was pretty average this season. So just over a massive, much more widespread number of games, I guess, that is how I see yeah. it. Can, can I okay. just add one, one thing as well, Keith? See what I think is actually put Shimika even a bit lower down. See since the system change, any time he's played since that, 
which which is understandable. He's looked like a, a fish out of water. Like he's 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 not read the game well at all. And I think that maybe you're right. That's a bit more reactionary because that and Barry Robertson's not been great in that system change either. But I think it really didn't help Shimikas at all. So maybe you're right. I mean, he still did get four assists. To be fair, I think at the start of the season he was quite effective when he, when he did come on. But I mm. think. It's it's hard to justify him a six and six to eight, isn't it? When he, especially the last four appearances, he's not been good. Interesting. I I, um, I, I know what you mean by Simicast, Keith. I do get Keith's point, but he'd be a four, and then whereas Robertson would possibly be a five or a six. So I, I so four to six, I guess is fair. Um, but you've been outvoted anyway, Keith. So even if you do, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, you get Joe Gomez. All right, uh, Gomez. Um, you know, it's been it's been a tough season for all center backs. Um, I think perhaps they're they've been first in line to deal with our systematic deficiencies, our tactical deficiencies, as the four three three as we knew it sort of crashed and burned. Um, so that they were usually the first people required to clean up its mess, which obviously reflects maybe an unfair amount of, you know, criticism levied their way. But the criticism is justified. And I think Gomez has really suffered quite a, quite a bit, particularly, you know, I. The, there was a time where he, he was Van Dyke's first choice partner, and perhaps it's just one too many injuries for the guy. So I haven't really seen him bounce back on an individual level. Um, and the system just isn't very flattering for center backs. So I'm going to say in the two to four range for Joe Gomez. I'm, I think Evan was so nice. I, I think, Evan, you eloquently put that in a way that protected, for me, what has been one of the worst seasons in Joe Gomez's career and actually... <laughs> I believe that he's had some absolutely shocking games for Liverpool this season. I I, I completely I, he, I completely agree. He's been, I, he he him, I agree with the tactical deficiency absolutely, but I think him personally, injuries aside, and I've said the same as well in terms of you know it looks like he doesn't trust his body as much as he probably once was because he's mm-hmm. had some horrific injuries that can't be denied. But he uh, yeah, I think he has had some of the games he's played this season. When we've needed him the most as well, this is the other thing that's really disappointed me about Joe Gomez. There have been times where we've needed him to step up and be the player to play alongside Van Dijk and, and, and really like own that position in big games for us. And he's been appalling. And yeah, I, I agree with the, I agree with where you put him two to four. Uh, honestly, like two two is two or three. I, I've been really disappointed with him this season. That that, that that's spot on as well in the, in the sense that you've. Injuries aside, you've got to look at player accountability. This is a whole season that we're like we're deepen. Do you know what I mean? So when you deep it, once he, as Keith said, you know the opportunity to step up when in place of Van Dyke or where we've needed him to, he's he's not really took that mantle. And then further to that, when you've then been dropped, there's an opportunity to turn around and say, right, I'm going to fight my way to get back in your favor then, and whether he doesn't trust his body enough or whether he, he's kind of admitted defeat or he's, he's knew he's just simply not been good enough this season. You've not seen that desire from him to want to put right his wrongs from the early part of the first half of the season. So for me, Joe Gomez, you know, 
Evan, you you found a really nice way to wrap it up. But let, you know, let's call a spade a spade. He's been shocking this season. I agree, it, it, and and I I'll I'm willing to go down to that zero to two range. It doesn't, it doesn't, have, to, yeah. it doesn't have to go down as a result. I'm just yeah. saying you, you found a really nice way to. Yeah. To, to call them for it because I would I would have been brutal, bro. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Anyone that's getting twos and fours or Norton twos, you've you've got to hear some hard truths about yourself. It, it can't all be down to the system. You, you're a you're a, a a multi-million pound top of the league, you know, professional footballer at some level. There's got to be a, a level of accountability that you have to also take on board. I agree. And, and Grizz's point before on the other two guys we've already done was really good that Simicast would be down by the four and Robber would be getting on for a five or a six. In this case, Joe Gomez for me is is a is a two pushing for a three. And that's a that's a real bad indictment on his season and his form. He's certainly not a four. He's a, he's, a, he's on the lower scale of that. So it, because there's a bit of scope to 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 sort of re put them in specifics. I think he belongs in two to four, and if I've, if, if we're scoring him individually, he'd be looking to get a three. Yeah, I I'm think torn. I think the question I think the question is is does he have a yellow two or a green two? Does he have one point nine or does he have two point one? Uh, because I I think I think it's marginal. I I think it's marginal. The the, the reason I was generous um, for more context is because. In my head, I was like, does it make sense to put all every single one of our center backs in the zero to two category? No, not really. It doesn't make quite sense. So you have to find some sort of way to, right, to dif differentiate. Let me, level, perhaps... let me level it at you this way, then, if you don't mind, Evan. Sorry to jump on the mm. back of that. No, you're good. Out of all of our center backs, is Joe Gomez the worst performance center back in this Liverpool team this season? Yes or no? Yeah, I, I was going to get to that. I, I think, but but when you when you, you know, get all the excuses out of the way. I think he's made the most individual errors. If, if we were to like go through and like literally count them yeah. and go through the stats and see who made the most individual in, errors. In that case, yeah. then there is an argument that he has to be that zero to two because otherwise he's going to be in the same bunch as the two to four that a couple of the other defenders could get. Yeah, I'll I think that. that. Makes him, I think that makes him um, get away with more maybe. I, I don't know if I've worded mm -hmm. that right, but there's, there's, a, there's yeah. a level of... I want to be able to separate... And have clear parity between some of these the, the defenders or some of the players in general. You know, maybe that's me. I'll, being hear, I'll hear that. I'll, I'll put them in the bottom. I'll move forward with that motion. Good point, Adam. Good point. So, so what are we suggesting then? Because I, I thought two and I thought two and four would be fine, and then two, I would have given him a two because, like someone mentioned. Didn't he play fullback a couple of times and played okay? He, played the so city game. he was quality the city game and he did a couple of good jobs out of right back. So oh, therefore, oh. doesn't that so therefore doesn't that get him out of the zero to two range? Well, he, I think he got man of the match in the city game, but yeah, it's yeah. how we how we look at it. I think the comment said there if he is one performance enough to raise your season from that. Well, he possibly. got an assist for another... He got a, a brilliant cross, didn't he, for oh, that, Jota Hedda? We're talking about one game here in the scale of about 40, you, you know. So okay. I would say... I would say... Yeah. I would say the, the Napoli game, he was part of that. The away game. He was part of the Brighton 3-0. He was part of the okay. Brighton... So you guys want to do 0-2? to two? I'm cool. I'm I'll, just I'll do... I think I think Errol's convinced me in my own argument. I'll do I'll do zero to two. Okay. Any sense. any uh, okay. That's voted the, in then. 
the thing the thing I would add, Grez, see that when he got the assist, was that not the end of last season or was that this season for Jota's goal? So that's my memory. Oh, can someone remind up. me then? Maybe I'm just having may, may, maybe it was uh, this season. Respectfully, an assist isn't going to change my mind on, on okay. any of this. Okay, yeah. cool, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Keith, you actually look like him a little bit, but obviously <laughs> far better version, far Thanks far so better version of Luis Diaz. Uh, you've got mm-hmm. that South American Latino look about you as well, my brother. Um, so you get Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz, yes, absolutely. Tough one um, again. Very tough one. This one is um, ranks with the robertson Shimikas argument. And let's, you know, he started the season, you know, probably as our most exciting player to kind of drag us out of, of, of moments, right? Especially the Palace game. I was there live for that match and he pretty much saved us single-handedly. Um, and was really getting on the roll, um, even in the Arsenal game, even though we lost, I thought he played really, really well. I thought he was really starting to come into his own. Just wished he passed it from time to time a little bit more. But overall, I thought, OK, Luis Diaz, it's, it's getting really interesting. How's he going to fit with Nunes and, and, and how's the shape and, and how's it all going to kind of tailor up? And then he got injured and he's, and he's been missing. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at it now, he was injured Last game he played was in the 9th of October and he didn't play another game until the 17th of April, right? And that's a long time. I think he was out between six, six to eight months. He was out and, you know, that's not his fault. Um, and he can't be argued, uh, you can't argue that he should be demoted for that reason. But I do demote him for that reason because availability is the best ability. And we only have to look at someone like Mohamed Salah to see how blessed we are for a player. The best players have to be playing every game. And unfortunately, he wasn't available for us for a large part of the season. He came back, spits and spurts, but again, similar to Gomez and, and other big, big injuries, there is something lacking there a little bit. And it shows, and it has been showing, um, that he doesn't really trust himself in the way he manoeuvres his body around the ball as much. So, I mean, when I look at minutes, I look at contributions, and then I look at how we've kind of started this out. Um, if if we're going to put Shimikas in a four to six, I would put Luis Diaz in a four to six. I think he's he's provided enough for us in, in in moments in this season, but he's not been available enough this season for us to value value anything higher than than you know the I you know if we're going to rate him individually, I put him at like a five um, because as I said, he's just not been around much. Um, and he but at the same time, he has contributed when when he's when when he's uh, when he's been been about. Anybody want to say? I mean, I, I, I think I think slightly harsh in terms of talking about his availability. There were two serious injuries, guys. So they weren't like sort of keep getting. No, 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 definitely, no, no, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. I don't get me wrong. Like as I said, it's not his fault, but it, that is the brutal sport of football. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, before well, let's not forget before that injury, he was by far the shining outlet, by far the shining attacker in our in our team. I just I just want to clarify one thing. Are we generally punishing people for having a lack of game time or rewarding them? Because if you have a smaller sample size, like Luis Diaz, who got to sit out our worst months, then obviously that ranks him higher in our bias. Or are we taking points away from him because he just simply wasn't around enough? I think I think there's not. I'd say there's one way, a couple of ways of looking at it. I'd say if you're not injured. And you haven't played enough. Why haven't you played That's enough? That's on you. That's on you. That's on you. But if you're injured and you haven't been available, then that shouldn't count against your rating because you're injured. 
I think that's unless, how I would look at it. Unless you're a nad, man like Nabi and you just can't be faithful loving the money. Unless you're my man that or ox where I hope I hope you get Nabi. I hope you get Nabi or Ox. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I hope you get I don't know who you're gonna get, but I hope you're gonna get Nabi or Ox. What we I'm 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 good with four to six. Yeah, me too. Whatever whatever that, that's fine with me. I wouldn't argue. I think, can I just add one thing on this? I, I think, I think Errol, to be fair, he's mentioned it a few times uh, on social media and on these shows. I think how quickly Gakpo settled into the team, his football IQ is kind of identified. Luis Diaz individually brilliant, but linking up with the team and the way he does that, you can see there's issues there. And I think that maybe definitely hasn't helped because the Crystal Palace goal, I think that's a run and finish. It's not link up. It's not like team play and I think when you see how good how easily Gakpo settled in how quickly I think that does go against Diaz as well because at times you're just like he's obviously very good at running but it just doesn't seem to have clicked it doesn't he doesn't seem to a bit like Nunes it doesn't seem to be that understanding of that's great Lewis but the team's doing this so and it, it feels like do you guys agree it feels like it's two separate entities at times um, and I think it's quite frustrating so I actually think that's why I'd agree with everyone else. It's 46. I think Gakpo's actual signing and how quickly he's developed with the team is probably goes against Diaz for me. And can I just on just on Conroy's point there? Okay, I, well, just you keep coming in on points, all of you. You keep coming in on points, but look at the time, you suckers. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Look at, look at the squad. You know where it is. Let it, let it lie, let it land, let it land. Look at the squad. Look at the squad we got. We got a whole squad to get through, man. We got a whole oh. squad to get through. But sticking with you, Errol, we got. Oh, you've got the most romantic one. I don't know how you're going to do this one, but go on. You've got the man, the now the myth, because he's no longer with us, and the legend, Bobby Firmino. Wee. Do you know what? I, I held my hands up early this season and apologised to Bobby because I thought in, in, the, in, the, in, in, in the eye of the storm, in the thick of everything, when Mane goes out the door, Bobby, Bobby's not really fit to start the season. I'm there being like, we got rid of the wrong one in the forwards. We should have kept Manny for one more season. We should have <laughs> let Bobby go when we let Bobby go. And Bobby then came and turned around and put in some improvement. Not only, not, not even just at the beginning of the season when things were falling apart. Bobby came in when Nunes was suspended, came in, stepped up, started scoring goals. Uh, uh, Diaz wasn't necessarily firing. Bobby was there in and amongst it, scoring goals. Salah hadn't hit the form that we were so used to seeing. You know, for... For a good couple of months, I think going into the up to the World Cup, Bobby was potentially correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but he might have been our, our highest goal scorer for a while. Um, for you know, and and that's crazy. And I, I did I think Premier League, like, yes. In the Premier, Premier League, League, yes, he was. Uh, yep, yep. There. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I threw the tweet out early. It must have been about October, November time, and I've apologised and said Bobby's had a resurgence this season, and and thank God that he has because we've been in desperate need of someone to really spearhead that front line. Um, for me, he's uh, maybe the maybe the romantic side will creep into his score as well. And obviously it's a swan song of a season and he, it's a, it's, we're bidding him farewell. But I would definitely, definitely put Bobby for me. You know, given what he's given us over the, the course of his Liverpool career, given how much he, he bled into and for that goal against Man U and for that goal against Arsenal. Boy, man's got to sit there happy as a high six and an eight for me. He could, he could be persuaded to be tipped over to the other end of that scale. 
as one of our better performers? Because I think it was um, Steve that mentioned it before. I can only judge you on the amount of time that you played. And when Bobby played for us this season, he never let us down. So when you're looking at a player like that, if you could have got that throughout the 40 odd games, he'd be right up there as an eight and a 10. And I think I think we'd all be hard pressed to, to put him any lower than that if that was a 40 game campaign for Bobby. But just on the amount of games he actually did play, I'd say he probably sits in that six to eight category for me personally. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone will put him any further down. There may be, as you said, a case for putting him higher. I, I couldn't put him higher because that when Errol makes the point about him being the sort of top goal scorer of the guy with the highest GA, that comes off the back of the Bournemouth game, which was a complete anomaly, and he he, he did lots and lots in that game. So everything else Errol says, I'm 100 percent in agreement with him. Six to eight is fine for me. He's, he's that that's perfect place, I think. Okay, love you, Bobby lad. Um, I guess we go around, and Steve gets uh, young Fabio Cavallio. Oh, Fabio, Fabio, Fabio. What do we say about Fabio? Um, yeah, you can't look at contributions too much. The biggest contribution being the winner against. Newcastle in like the 100th minute, the injury time of injury time, the time wasted by Newcastle backfired big time. I've been a bit disappointed with this lad. Uh, he comes to us from, from Fulham where he was pulling up trees, albeit in the championship. Um, it's very difficult to get into the side. It's very difficult to understand the tactics for me, which is why he hasn't got in the side. And there's murmurings around the city that doesn't have a particularly great attitude. And some of his stuff on Instalately might suggest that there is a bit of an issue with him because he shouldn't be talking about stuff like that on his, on his socials. I, I've been disappointed with him, to be honest with you. Um, for me, he goes in two to four and he's only just a four in, in that in that ranking. We just haven't seen enough from him. A loan or a permanent transfer seems to be on the cards. Something hasn't worked. Something hasn't fitted in. Something isn't what it should be. Just... Wanted to see more from him and, and he's, he's been underwhelming. So for that reason, if I was scoring him individually, he gets like a 3.5. Uh, I think I, Steve I started, started off really... Um, I thought you were going to give him a lower one. I think you ended up giving quite a, a generous mark. Oh, that's how, me. How, how, how does he get out of the, the bottom category? It's not his fault he didn't play because Klopp has come out and praised his work ethic and attitude and and things like that. I think but... that's looking, I think that's just looking after the relationship. The fact that the, that the word is Liverpool are prepared to to move him on, loan or permanent, says that okay. there are issues there. So, so I just haven't seen enough from him. But, but re- re- regardless, so, so let's let's assume we're just saving face, and he actually does have an attitude problem. Well, then that takes away from his score even more. So I'm saying zero to two. The guy didn't play, didn't contribute. And it's not entirely his fault. I would imagine most of it is down to our lack of planning. We pursued this guy for two years, and he comes in, and we can't find a place for him. And he doesn't contribute. That's a that's a zero to two. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. He was a non-factor. Well, how, how does how does he get any higher than zero to two? Because he's not else? Joe Gomez. He's better than Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez is the standard bearer for a bad season, and he's not that bad. So are we saying we'd give Joe Gomez like? Uh, 1.9 out of 10, which would be ridiculously harsh. Whereas I think F- F- Fabio Carvalho might, might, be, might be a three. Yeah. Anyone else want to chime in? But it's it, it's not based on performances. 
Evan, Evan makes a really interesting point, to be perfectly honest with you, because it is like, it's like, don't get me wrong, like, it's, you, A, you're looking at a player who's been available, who hasn't played. Do we use a Joe Gomez? Like, sorry, go on, Keith, go on, sorry. No, no, sorry. There's a problem behind what we're hearing is a problem behind the scene. We're actually trying to let him go out of the club as well. And the fact of the matter is, other than the last minute goal, he's probably had a couple of games. You probably say the City game, Carlin Cup, he was pretty good um, uh, in the second half and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, on that basis, like he's probably had just as much of a horror show if there ever was a horror show for a new signing at a football club. Um, but just in a different manner to pay, let's, compared to Joe Gomez. Like Joe Gomez, we expect. Fabio Cavalli just didn't do anything. Let's deep it, though. The, the, the way I'm differentiating the two is, Joe Gomez is a Premier League, Champions League winner with this squad who is now... How many years has been Joe Gomez been in Liverpool squad? He's been with us nearly 10 years, if my memory serves. It's going on six, It's going on seven or eight nearly, surely. Yeah, about Three. six, seven. He's been with us a very long time. You are one of the senior figureheads for this for, for this squad. For you to drop the season that you've dropped, you deserve to be where you are. Fabio Carvalho on the other end of the scale is a, is a kid and he's coming into his first season under a new system, trying to work his way into, at the time, one of the most prolific from threes on top of the fact that you've just spent 80-odd million on a Nunes, I don't think you can judge him by the same metrics that you would then judge Joe Gomez. So, therefore, I wouldn't put him down as quite as low. Has he had the amount of impact you would have asked for? No. But I still think there is a player in there that we as Liverpool fans didn't fully get to see this season. And that has been out of extenuating circumstances like Evan was trying to allude to as well and where maybe someone like Steve wanted to give him a little bit of leeway. Maybe. I don't know. Cool. No, I hear that. Fair enough. Two to four. Okay. Two to four. Um, I believe if he goes out on loan, I don't think he will come back. Come back. I don't think he'll play for Liverpool again, guys. I've said that before on the show. Um, That's just my opinion. So, one to keep an eye out on. Um, And we can discuss the reasons and the merits on another show when we discuss loans and outs and whatnot. Uh, who's next, Conroy? Conroy, uh, on the screen is Calvin Ramsey. We'll skip that for now, and we'll go on to the skipper. Isn't is it Ramsey Ooh. Gakpo? Yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll so to save, we'll, we'll just save it uh, to, to later, to the end, because he was a late signing anyway, January signing. Um, Jordan <laughs> Henderson. Braven for Gakpo there. I've been, I've been dealt a, a low blow there. This could uh, be a controversial one. Luck. You could get, yeah, let's see what the, let's I've see the got, comments. I've not got the facilities for this right now. I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> um, um, I would say, um, oh, Henderson, this is a hard one. Um, I, I think if, if we're being real here and, and we're always, you know, realistic, the chat ourselves, we try to break it down. It's no anything for show. Sure. I think for me, if we talk about that, that the two to four cag, uh, the, the thing I'm struggling with this one, right, is even above, there's moments I can go to and be like, you know, they've had, they've had strong performances and maybe my memories are serving me great, but right now I, I'm probably going to go, I would say 45, but I'm probably more on the four side. I'm going to go for 46. You might disagree. For me, I think it's 46. I still think there's, been poor performances, be some standout moments. 
But then again, not as much as the ones of 46. No, nah, no, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead. Sorry for saying I'm going to 24 for me. I think he's the ones above that in the 46. I can I can stick on moments where they've actually had good performances in my head right now. And guys, if you want to come in with moments to help me out, I can't think of too many. And I think he's he's had probably the poorest season he's had for Liverpool. That's the biggest, like. I think you spoke for about one minute, 10 seconds, and you flip-flopped and switched. <laughs> well, it's because I was in my head. In my head. Guys, did you notice it as well? He flip-flopped and switched. Yeah. He did the, the argument. Well, I thought you were going for the 46. I, I thought you were going for the 46. I was like, like no, his career's <laughs> over if he goes to the 46. I think, I think Evan, I think, no, Evan, Conroy, I think, Conroy, that is the biggest, biggest, you know, the chat influenced your voting so no, do you know, badly I wasn't, I, wasn't even, I wasn't even looking at the chat. Do you know what it was? I was so kind of stuck on Gakpo to be enthusiastic one there. Uh, that he's caught me so much. Guard. Like, my guard. head spiraled. So, listen, help me. Help me. Right? People, we can get people, a unanimous group decision on this one. Um, um, Conroy, Conroy is asking for moments of Henderson. No one has mentioned a moment. Yeah. So, this if if, if we're if we're giving if we're putting Gomez to the sword, then Henderson gets put to the sword as well. I want to caveat this by saying that I like that. You I you, like you, that. you 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 guys you guys know me. I don't tweet stupid agenda bullshit for engagements. I'm impartial. I'm biased. I'm not a very emotional fan. It's become like it's sort of this cringy trend to hate on Henderson, even when he plays well, even when he does good things, even when he does all the right things as captain. I think it's repulsive, some of the treatment he gets. And yet, if I'm just looking at it completely unbiased, and I'm just looking at his performances, not as captain, not as a leader, but just as a player. He's been one of the worst players uh, in the first team this season. So uh, I think he's right down there with Joe Gomez for me. Let me let me offer a little caveat to that then. When we changed the system and things improved, he was in the three in the midfield. Although he was ably assisted by the joining in the Trent into the midfield, he was still part of that midfield three. He's still someone that the manager went to as part of that redesign of the system. So he should be. We should be talking about him being in six to eight because he's a captain of our football club and he's won everything and we have high expectations of him. I can't sit here and, and, and honestly say I think he belongs in zero to two. I think he's had a really, really bad season. Um, are, are we putting him on the same level as Joe Gomez? Probably not, because I can't think of anything positive in Joe Gomez's Joe Gomez's season at all. We struggled to get uh, Carvalho. Maybe this is where Carvalho does drop down to Gomez's level. Then, if you're putting Henderson in two to four on the higher side of that, then. I think Henderson across the season has contributed more than Carvalho. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's played fifteen times as many minutes as, as I, Fabio I, I Carvalho. That, so. but, but if he was if if he was that bad, he wouldn't have been in the three that we, we reinvigorated the system. I, he's had a role. I, to I, I, I would I would argue that when you look at our midfield, he he gets in because due to a lack of available options, it's clear that Klopp doesn't trust Kater Ox in any capacity. So when when you're when you're left with it, Klopp has to choose between uh, Tiago, who is usually hurt, and then he has Henderson, Fabinho, Curtis Jones, who spent a lot of this season hurt. So again, I, I I'm not participating in this cringy anti-Henderson agenda that people on Twitter like to have, but completely unbiased and without emotion. If we're looking at people who we have a substantial sample size of evidence for, you know. 
with a lot of minutes played and we, we can really dissect their performances across 40, 50 ish games. He has been towards the bottom of the pile uh, on most match days. And I, I, I can't see it any other way. And I, I can't put him in zero to two. Can't. Okay, this no. is going to go to the vote, I think. So, so Steve saying two to four. Conroy said two to four after saying eight to ten. I'm going to avoid my answer on this one. Help me keep count, people. Evan is saying zero to two. Uh, So we've got two for two to four. Evan, zero to two. Keith Cross. Oof. All right. Because it's the captain, we get get a little monologue, yeah? Just because it's the captain. It's very, very... Yeah, just a little one, right? You're doing overtime. No, today, obviously, we've got uh, we've got two choices clearly between two to four and zero to two. I would argue that Henderson, between Carvalho and Joe Gomez, there's an argument. If we're going to put Henderson in two to four, there's an argument that Carvalho has to be moved because Henderson, for all his, shall we do that then? This season, yeah, for all his woes this season, yeah, I think so because he has he has had some good games for Liverpool this season. I just think. His style is never going to be one that you're going to put your finger at. Like someone like Robertson, someone like Shimakas, Diaz, you can kind of like think of the moments because it's the contributions are much more on the attacking side of things. But if you look at in terms of games, you know, he was really good in the Leicester game when we won 3-0. You know, he's really good in the Leeds game as well when we won 6-1. He was a part of the team when we beat Ajax away 3-0. He was really good at that game as well. You know, he was really good in the in the Manchester United when we when we battered Manchester United that, that game. So he has been involved. And has been and has played really well in, in some games, but the reason why a two to four would be my my point is because based on our criteria, captain of Liverpool Football Club won every single trophy available to him, but another player that went missing quite badly in key moments of the season, particularly when we were in the rafters. Can so I for say that reason? I would say two to four. Can I say we need to stop saying captain and won everything? It's based on this season's performances. Yeah, guys, only. come on. Which, no, 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 which is no, what you expect. Like, what I'm trying to say is, like, say, for example, Henderson gave us this season as his debut season. I think it would have been looked at a little bit differently. That's what, that's what I mean. Oh, when I, I, say I, I, get, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Errol, I think you may have the final shout I don't know I can't work it out we'll work it out in a minute Conroy have you been keeping up with the voting please because you started this shit by absolutely <laughs> bottling it absolutely bottling it so you absolutely. need to keep up with absolutely. it Errol not, not prepared I I I am struggling to I'm struggling to get him outside that bottom one based on the, the metrics that we put Joe Gomez but at the same time I then do agree with what um, Keith's just stated where he's been involved in in some of the best performing Liverpool games this season. Jordan Henderson's been in that eleven, and we can't take that away from him. As a team, when we played at our at our best, he has been there more times than he's not been there, and he's played a vital role in us being able to perform to our best. It's been disappointing. It has. If we would have if we would have nailed on uh, a Champions League spot, I'd probably be inclined to just give him middle of the road. But for the reason that we didn't nail on a Champions League spot, I'm going to still give him the grace of being enough two to four, but it is the lowest ebbs of that two to four, if I could be completely honest with you. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. He's a two, definitely, as opposed to a, even a three or a four. I agree. I think Steve's won us over. If, if Steve initiated this counter-attack or counter-defence for Henderson, but I also understand... Again, if it goes to, to the vote, guys, I also understand if we want to put Fabio Carvalho as a result, 
to zero to two? Or shall we leave it? Up to you guys. No, I think we move. Uh, me and Keith both said to move Carvalho down and put Henderson in there. We need uh, one more to agree to get it done. Fuck it, I'll agree. One more. I'll agree. That's I'll fine. Agree. That's fine. I'll agree. Yeah, that's okay. Fine. Okay, we do that then. Okay. So, thank you, son. And Henderson, thank you, son. Okay. Uh, Kelleha and Seth Vandenberg, as I said, we will discuss later. Uh, near the end of the show, so people will have an understanding of what we've done, instead of people coming in and saying, what? <laughs> Why the hell is Calvin Ramsey getting a... Whatever we're going to give the said players. But, uh, it's... Who is it? It's Evan. And Evan gets Oxlade-Chamberlain. Do I, do I really get Oxlade-Chamberlain, or can we just put him and Kate at the bottom and get a move on? Yeah, Shall move we on. just do them and get a move on? Yeah, right, let's okay. just get a move on. They, 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 don't, they don't play. They're not involved. Is it their fault? Is it not? Who knows? They just didn't contribute, so it's a zero to two. Agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. You get Darwin Nunes then. Well done. That is a quite a clever move. Conroy, maybe you could have used in that, used that move, but anyway... Go on, Ev. You get you get Darwin while I adjust. Uh, I mean, this is this is a this is really difficult because you know um, we, we've we've given uh, Keith used the analogy of Henderson's first season. It gets viewed differently if it was his first season. Well, this is Darwin Nunez's first season, and he comes into you know probably the the worst Klopp team of the last six seven years, probably. Um, and at the very least, I, I would say Darwin has been able to be effective. He has been inconsistent, just like, uh, Robertson, um, inconsistent, just like other players. Um, but before Gakpo comes in, I think he spends a decent amount of time being our primary outlet and our primary threat in a four, three, three that is dying, but he is still giving it a valiant effort. I think Darwin's had a phenomenal attitude in his first season faced with such adversity. Um, and, you know, just based on numbers and performances, it's been a, it's been a okay return. I, I think right there in the, in the middle for, for Darwin, probably on the higher edge, uh, you know, n- not a six to eight range, but, but a six and, and right there in the middle seems good for me. It seems fair um, to be honest. I, th- I think any lower is, ridiculously harsh and any higher i think might be a little overly romantic so i'm got my vote all right i agree i'm down with that yeah pretty well summed up as well plenty to come done well first season it is what it is oh who gets this controversial one keith tiago alcantara Uh, I'm going to start a theme. (laughs) And I think the theme is a theme that has ran throughout our entire season. And that theme has been that our midfield, as um, Evan has quite summed it up right at the beginning, the systematic failures have largely been in the midfield. Um, And that midfield uh, performances um, have not been great. And despite the fact that Thiago actually clocked up about 1,200 minutes for Liverpool this season, shock horror. Um, you wow. know, the performances that he has put on the boards have just now, can't, can't always say it's his fault necessarily, can say it's his fault sometimes. And and one thing that really, and I don't know if it was by design, so if I, I can blame Klopp for this, but also with Thiago, but 
there was a time when we were really like down in the dumps and we were trying to press as a, like a four and Thiago was effectively trying to press from his position. He was trying to basically do the Curtis Jones job and Curtis Jones coming in and then doing that job 10 times better than Thiago could do that job, whether it's his job or not, kind of exposed that actually Thiago, you know, was not effective at all when he was available, particularly when we were trying to do something different. He got caught out so many times, got caught out with the ball so many times. You know, I felt like he was not, he did not take the ball by the scruff of the neck and do what he was supposed to do in times of need in that that midfield, whether that's Klopp's fault, whether that's his fault, whatever. To top it all off, he then gets injured and we don't see him again for for a couple of months as usual. And um, if we're going to start, uh, if we're going to put Jordan Henderson as a two to four, then Thiago Alcantara has to also go in the two to four category, in my opinion. I don't think it was a good season for him at all. Um, and then to top it all off, he gets injured as usual and is unreliable as usual. So the minutes that he did play, I don't think he did anything uh, particularly well. In fact, there was times where I thought he was pretty bad. Um, he's been he was been a disappointing season, especially off the back of last season. I thought he was really good, but this season. He, he didn't continue it. And again, in the time of need, wasn't there when we needed him um, and been pretty disappointing, much like a lot of our midfield this season. Errol, you have to leave us in the next minute or two. So you can, can do you want to have a say on Thiago Alcantara? Well, I, the only thing I would say is, you see what man like Gundogan's doing for, for City? That is what Thiago Alcantara should be for this Liverpool team. The last 50, and he did it the first season he came in, where he snuck, snuck, helped sneak us into top four. But those last 10 to 15 games of the season, he manages minutes effectively enough so that he can be that, 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 that extra dynamism to drive you forward, to be clutch, to, to show you I've been in these deep embers of a season before and got results because I know what, I know what it takes to do it. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to preserve his energy, his engine, his legs well enough to be able to get that out of him. And I think that's a bit of mismanagement by Liverpool, the club, but it's also the player as well in not being able to, to step up in the time of need, like you've said. So I, I, I do find it very difficult to place him any higher than that. Errol, thank you very much for joining us. No worries. Thank you for Peace having have Peace a good one now. I'll, I'll, I'll be bit. watching because there's a few man's names that I wanted to see come out of the hat. <laughs> so come back and watch. This Leave video. your comments in the video. Just like no, and subscribe, no. Errol. Make sure, Giza, okay. make sure. Make sure right. you subscribe to the channel. <laughs> Catch you later, gents. See you in a bit. Take care. All right. In a bit. Um, two to four, did you say, Keith? Anyone want to... To, to move or shake that one about. I mean, I, two, to, two, to, two to four is great for me. It's just such a shame. You can't. It's a shame. Because like, when he gets a run in the team, uh, when he's healthy enough to start five, six games on the bounce, his underlying numbers are right up there with Rodri, right up there with KDB. It's just a shame they play three times as often as he does. Two to four it is then. Um, we do a full circle. We go around to. Steve, and you have Trent Alexander the Great Arnold. Or has he been great this season? Oh, wow. It's almost <laughs> a tale of two halves. It's this, another isn't tough it? one, isn't it? Yeah, I know there's some tough yeah, yeah. ones. Uh, if, if we're looking at before the system changed, then you'd struggle to probably put him having in. his shock, probably having his worst season, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. You'd probably struggle to put him anywhere other than alongside Thiago. But since the change in the system, He's pivotal to everything and he's shown us what a wonderful footballer he is. 
and, and that's going to kind of get him out of jail. What it isn't going to do is elevate him to the top of that chart because we're a, we're a long way away from that type of performance. Um, he's redeemed himself to some degree with with his performances in the new in the new system. Um, there was one game in there where I didn't think he was particularly great. Um, I think he goes in the four to six category, and for me, he's very much a six. I can't forget what went on before the system changed and how poor he was, but he wasn't alone in that. But world-class footballers dig in and drag their team out of trouble when, when it happens, and he didn't do it. So next season, that system carries on. He carries on playing like he is playing. He's troubling the top two categories all day long. But as things are for me, I'm give, I'm going to give him I'm going to give him a six purely because of the last eleven games when he was the catalyst for the change. Anybody want to minus or subtract anything from what Steve said? I I, a, I, I think it's a tricky one. I, I'm not in completely agreement because I think I I think with, there's a bit of recency bias in the last ten games because I will openly admit. Previously, he was on, for me, for me, just me, you guys can argue away with me. For me, he was on a Joe Gomez levels of season before that. He was that atrocious. But I absolutely understand that he's been the catalyst for the upturn in performance, more so results. So whoever wants to weigh in, that's what I've, I've said. I, I think four to six sounds completely correct. I agree with Steve. I if the season had lasted another five games, then I would perhaps hear arguments for him getting a, a tier higher um, because ever since moving into midfield when in possession, I think he's been incredible. Um, yeah, four to six seems about right. Anything lower is is just too harsh. I, I think the systematic deficiencies were dumped at his doorstep alongside the center backs. Um, so, yeah, four to six. I have a feeling you used to agree probably as well. Keith and um, Conroy. Yeah, spot on about the recency bias. I think that's that's quite that's quite apt. I think he was losing his head at one stage this season, to be perfectly honest with you. And he was shopping a lot. And he has that. It's probably the one thing that's come out of this that I've noticed about Trent at times when things are not going his way. He does like to strop. So it'd be interesting to see he can start managing that next season because he started to show that a little bit towards the end of his um, hot run, particularly against Aston Villa. So be interesting to see if he can deal with that next season. Running out of time very, very quickly, but we've got running out of time very quickly. Does that make sense? Running out of time very quickly. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. Running out of time very quickly. <laughs> um, but there is a couple of crucial, crucial players that we need to speak upon. Steve will be leaving us at 9.15, so we'll try to get as many as we can from him. Virgil van Dijk, though, Con. You get Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, I'll try to be quick with this one. Uh, 46 for me, I think, um, similar to the others, um, he has had some good performances uh, and he's had some poor ones. More than we've ever seen with Virgil this season, There's there's been a lot of Redfellas shows where we've been critical of his performances, but again, I don't think he's 24 or 0 2. I don't think it's been um, horrendous. I think, again, inconsistent. There has been good performances and poor ones. So 46 from me. Anybody else disagree? I'll put in my first disagreement. I think it's a two to four. I think without doubt, it's been his worst season. I think he's I'm, not... I'm, I'm in agreement with Conroy. Okay, I'm, that's I'm one there, four. I, I agree with Conroy. I, if we're used to eight to 10 and he's dropped down a few levels, I think four to six is where he lands. He wins the vote, Keith. I think I get why I you're thinking what you think, Chris. But I hate you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he's been uh, atrocious. That's just me. No problem. I get outvoted. Democracy. Four to six. Four to six. Four to six. Just, okay. just for me though. Okay. Four of the six. Sorry. If say. we gave, if we gave Henderson a two to four based on mm. the, the the relevancy of him, the leader, the captain, the the the, the go-to guy, Virgil has been atrocious, guys. Atrocious. Well, but Chris, there's extenuating circumstances, right? And I've said this before. That's for everyone, though. But no, but if I'm a good number nine, right, I'm going to take Virgil van Dijk for a walk because Liverpool's midfield is non-existent. That guy stood there seeing three guys running at him being pulled out of position by by, by a centre-forward. There are times he's been really bad. The Perisic challenge is, is probably the best example of how bad things can go for him. He's never a two or a four. It's been the Alamo for most of the season. With no I'm going to do a poll for this one. I'm going to actually put this to the poll. There's nearly four, 460 of you guys in here. So hopefully we'll get a vote. Because I think me and Keith are onto something here. Uh, and there's no error. So we can't balance it up. So therefore, the third vote goes to the to the fans. The can subscribers. Conroy, Evan and Steve say four to six. Me and Keith are saying two to four. Let's see what the, the vote says. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I, the reason I think, Grizz, it's his worst season. Absolutely, it's his worst season. You know, but I think, as Evan said, he was on such a high level that I still think if Liverpool are starting a big game the, the next week and Virgil van Dijk was fit, you'd always start Virgil van Dijk. So I feel like when I look below that to the other players, I don't think that was the case. So I still feel like he had a performance in him and he, and he showed that at times this season. So that's why it was 46 for me. I think he's been on such a, a high standard that, for him to drop as much as he had, I still think it's, it's in the 46 category. I just think anyone below that deserved to be there and, and he's not along with them, in my opinion. But I'm sure yeah, the chat enough. from the comments will see what they say. Well, let's see what they say. I've done a poll, people. Get your votes in ASAP. Um, I'm going to just, hopefully, by the end of the... So we'll leave that out for now. Actually, we'll go with the we'll go with the, with the majority, which was four to six for now. So the majority said four to six. But I think... We'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Um, all right, um, Evan, is it Evan? Mm -hmm. Evan, uh, Nat Phillips, Void. You get Diego Jota, and I'll explain to the guys what we're doing with the rest of them. Diego Jota, you get. I mean, shit, barely played, didn't he? Mm. Barely played. Um, I mean, he goes down at the start of the season, didn't break his goal duct, then comes back, and then kind of single-handedly leads the top four charge for a few weeks. What what can you make with such a small sample size? Um, that's, that's it's it's really tough to say. I mean, to, to be honest, if I, I, I see him in a similar category with Luis Diaz, if I'm being honest, and I, and I think he's come back in, uh, you know, roughly around the same time as Diaz, and I think he's been better. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I think I think six, but I'll keep him in the same category as Diaz. I'll keep him in the middle of the road, four to six. We good with that? I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I would I would put six to eight. To be honest, I think he's been more effective. I think he's been better. I think he's been the moments he's had, he's stepped up. I, I think he's even when he's not scored, he's he's still been decent. I, I I would have done that, Conroy, but with such a small sample size, it's like. 
irresponsible when you like look at data and come to conclusions with such small amounts of minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, still, I live, I live in GA, mate, for like for like this season. Considering that, I still live in eleven goals and assists the Premier League. I mean, it's still, it's. I just think like maybe this is what we're doing. We're taking the comparison of who's already there, but I don't don't disagree massively with that. I just think for me, I'd put him in the, the same category, six to eight, just because I think he's had moments, even the Spurs goal to, to keep us in the hunt. You know, the, I think he's had more positives than other players. So that was my opinion. Conroy on needs one more vote for it to go to a poll. Has Conroy got one more pot vote from us? I, I, I'd i say four to six. I don't think his performances have been four to, four to six. Keith? Four to six only, only, and I'll say this, is because of the many, many numbers of games where he didn't score a goal. That goal drought, that goal drought for me was quite significant. But I I get where Conroy is coming from, though. He was very effective, not just in goals and assists, but actually in improving our uh, uh, counter-press and, and the forward lines and actually playing him to the new system that we were building in. He was uh, probably one of the best forwards to do that this season. Firmino being there, I think he probably gets a little bit of an edge because of the roman- romance. But if Firmino wasn't leaving next season, he'd probably also be in the 4-6, if we're being honest, in relation to Diogo Jota because they play similar minutes, they had similar contributions. So, you know, we put 4-6 to six for Diogo because we're not romanticising, but him and Firmino, for me, very close. I think you're right, Keith. I think um, from the Rangers game when he got three assists, which massively influences GA for the season. And then he got injured and I made a big spell out when he came back. But there was a long spell, you're right, Keith, when he came back where he didn't look like he was contributing. There were there were there were some people in the fan base who could see him being moved on in the summer. Um and then suddenly kicked in and scored a lot his goals came in a bunch, didn't they? So I, I think I think you, you put that that point across really well. So so for me, four to six it's really well. I think I think he's gonna stay there, Conroy. I get what you mean as well though. Um Emika joins in the chat. He says just tuned in and I'm shocked with Gomez's rating. He deserved nothing more than a zero. Completely shocking. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know where else to put Joe Gomez, Amika. Uh, we actually put him in the zero to two category. Uh, maybe watch back and see the comments and what we said about him before saying uh, you're actually shocked at our rating of Joe Gomez. Uh, who's next, Evan? No, Keith. Keith, you get Harvey Elliott. Is it? No, I think it. Who's done Jota? Conroy. No, it was ever. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, cool, cool. It was ever. Sorry, apologies. Um, Harvey. Oh, oh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Um, Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott. I'll put him in. I'll put him in. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm stumped, mate, to be honest with you. I enjoyed Harvey Elliott in moments this season. Do you know, like, I feel like he's played well, but he's like, he's not played badly and he's not like lit the world on fire. And he's just been useful, if, if, if warrants a better term. You know, he's been, yeah, I mean, for the amount of minutes that he's played this season, you know, it's not been amazing. But, you know, I, I'd put him maybe in the two to four category. I feel like the only reason I put him in the two to four category is because I feel like this could have been the season for him to really own that right side in midfield position that he's been brought up to and play in that position for a while. And with Jordan Henderson being so out of form, the fact that he hasn't really been able to usurp Jordan Henderson in that position, that that should ring alarm bells in terms of, you know, 
of big opportunities. We know he's got it in him. He's still got many years to kind of develop in 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 in, in how he plays. I thought he had some really good matches. I thought he played really well against Manchester United, but I don't think he's done enough to take a position that was really open to to really own and take the ball by the scruff of the neck this season. He's been you know he's been in the first team now for a couple of years now, so. It's not like, you know, this is a young buck like a Steven Bacetic who's just come in. Um, so he's not done enough this season to warrant to be in the four to six category. Um, but he's on the higher end of the two to four because he's had to have some good moments. Mm-hmm. He is a kid, though. Yeah, he is a kid, though. But again, he's played a couple. He's been in the first team for a while now. And I just mm-hmm. feel like that right side in midfield of position was there for the take in the season and he didn't really take it. Any minor uh, subtraction? Subtraction? Uh, I- can I, can I just quickly, before you jump in, Evan, just first part of the season when we came on the show, he was kind of the shining light uh, in the first couple of months of the season and was playing really well. Um, I think he's been better than, than Thiago this season. Uh, the Man United game, really good point to reference. Everything went through him. I, I think I think two to four does him a little bit of a disservice, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think I think few people have suffered more from our midfield uh, deficiencies this season than Harvey Elliott. I don't think he, I think he's yet to be able to play in a truly functional midfield. We saw how at home he looked in a midfield three at the beginning of the previous season. And then he obviously gets that horrific injury. So he's people would get on him this season for, you know, defensive work or not, you know, protecting enough. And yet he's supposed to do that in this sort of cursed four, three, three with, Fabinho and Henderson, who are both, I think, shoe-ins for two to four or lower. That's that's not cool. I, I And I disagree with Keith a little bit in the sense that it was his for the taking. If if it was a good season for Liverpool and there was lots of, lots of just positive opportunity for him, if he was playing in a good system in, in a healthy team and he was still unable to be effective, then absolutely I would say the alarm bells are ringing. But as far as I'm concerned, Harvey Elliott, a guy who has so much skill, so clearly has the X factor for him to be expected to come in and solidify things up when he's not that type of player. And that's not his job at 19, 20 years old. I think it's a bit of a disservice to put him that low. Um, Four to six, I think, is fair to the kid. Um, Conroy, was you the two to four or four to six? Um, I think for me, I, I no comments. No comments. Four, we need four, to move on. Four to six. Four to six. Four to six for me. I'm in agreement with you as well. Four to six. You're harsh, I'm man, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I've been swayed. Four to six. <laughs> I've been swayed. I've been swayed. I've been swayed. Um, just a quick update on the voting that hasn't finished. Actually, can someone check the voting in a minute uh, when you get a chance? Back to Stee, and Stee gets Ibu Kanate. Okay, an interesting one. Off the back of one of the best performances of a centre-back in a Champions League final, I have to be honest with you, I wanted to see more from Ibu this season and he's, he's been a bit inconsistent like the rest of them. Someone made the point before that all of the centre-backs will get low scores for this season for, for obvious reasons. He's had some good games, he's had some bad games and he's had one or two awful games, to be brutally honest with you. Um, is, he, is he alongside Virgil? I think Virgil is maybe a five between a five and a six. 
And I think Ibu for me is between a four and a four and a half. I haven't seen him step forward and go on and be what I wanted him to be off the back of a magnificent performance in losing the Champions League final. Interesting. I, sorry, guys, I have to interrupt. I just checked the poll. It's 50-50. Okay, it goes on. It goes on then. Okay, no problem. We're to vote and it's 50-50. <laughs> it goes on. We wait. We wait until the end of the show, possibly, to make a decider, to make a call. Um, Ibukunate chat. Anybody? It's just, Nobody? it's so hard. It's so hard it to is. argue for a centre-back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 tough. It, it's tough. I... I I, I think I think Ibu has been comfortably better than Matip and Gomez by a significant margin, but not streets ahead of Van Dyke. So I see what Steve's saying. I honestly don't know. Hmm. I, I wouldn't argue against it, Steve. If if he belongs in the middle, then let's put him in the middle. Yeah, okay. yeah, bit, bit like Trent. Um, last part of the season probably saved him. He's been inconsistent and he's not been available as well. That's another thing. You know, he hasn't been around for a while. He's suffered from niggles this season, been out for a couple of months. So, yeah, I go before six. Guys, man. I'll, I'll, go, okay. I'll go for a seven. So, I'd say six to eight for me. because I had Yeah, I'm with Con here. Yeah. I, I think he's easily been, again, our best centre-back. Way better than Virgil if we're putting Virgil in four to six. Okay, when I say way better, he's been better than Virgil. So if we're saying Virgil's in four to six, in fact, you could say, okay, I get it. Because you could construe Virgil as a four and, and Ibu as a six then. Um, I don't know. This might be a pole job. Is this a pole job? Are we equalised? Is it two, two? No, no. It's not. Is it two, two? I'm four to four six. Two. Evan's four. I'm four no, to three, two. Three, two. Yeah, exactly. No, but Errol's not here, so this. So that's what I mean. It goes to the. It goes to the poll. The third. The third vote yeah, goes to the poll. Oh, this will be an interesting one actually, because the comments I'm seeing right now. This might it's be mixed, a... isn't it? It's mixed. Yeah. It's mixed. All right, I'll, oh. I'll do. We'll, we'll put him with the original decider, which was Steve. We'll put him in the four to six. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I'll do a poll for that as well. Uh, Curtis Jones. So it's, is that yeah, I, I think for this one, do you know what? I was, originally, I was saying 46. Um, but if we talk about like sample size and actually where he's, he's started or he's played a lot in games, um, it does fall into that good run we had the last 11 games where I think we didn't, didn't lose a game. And, and to be honest, he kind of came of age in those moments. So, so on that and judging it that way specifically on when he's played... Now, I know, Evan, you might mention, you know, we're talking about the full season, but uh, which we could put it down to 4-6, but on those performances, when it wasn't like a five-minute sub-appearance, and I think the only start he had out with that was Knott's Forest, where we where we, we lost the way, I would probably put him in the 6-8, but then maybe I'm just being too reactionary with his recent form. So, I'm going to say 6-8, but I'm quite happy for it to be a 4-6, but I think the last 11 games, he, he really stepped up, so that's why I've put him in that category. If, if Can I weigh if, in? It, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to weigh in and say the difference between Trent and the Curtis for me, just for me, is and, and, and a few others. When Curtis Jones has played, which has been pretty much the every, uh, sorry, pretty much the last 12 games, he's been a minimum six for me. 
I don't know. People have to let me know in the chat unless Evan has got minutes to hand or how I'll, much. I'll check the minutes before there. He, he's, he played like a lot in the last 11 games, but before that, it was. It was he spot. barely played. Like, yeah. that's, but this is my point, guys. If he barely played, we can't judge him on that. Exactly. He, that, that's what I'm saying. He escapes the wrath, whereas Trent Trent gets relegated to four to six because he had a poor pre-World Cup run. Curtis Jones just wasn't fit or wasn't available during that really, truly awful time for the team. So Curtis Jones has this luxury of his sample size only being during the formation change. So he gets all this this positive energy. But that's such a limited bias so sample size. But so does Trent. Trent gets no, that voting because of the Trent, positive ending. Trent does, but I'm saying if if Trent, like imagine we had been in this formation pre-World Cup and Trent had been in midfield, Trent would be like a six to eight if we're averaging. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. But we also said, I think, and if, if I didn't, then I must have been thinking it only, that we have to judge them and rate them on their performances on the pitch as much as you can. That's the crucial criteria. That's the bulk of the criteria. Performances on the pitch. Uh, then we deduct sort of availability and whatnot. On the pitch, I, I think he's been a six. I, I don't know whether it's a four to six, ten or a six to eight, but on the pitch he's been a six. I, I have great vibes around Chris Jones. I have great feelings about Chris Jones. I'm a Chris Jones advocate, but we can't we, we got to be a little more partial when it comes to looking at the data. It's four to six uh, because before uh, March, he wasn't a factor. He, he was in the Nabi and Ox category of where is he? When's he going to play? Yeah. Is he healthy? What's this latest injury? I don't know. It's all of a mystery. It's, it's four to six. I, I don't see how it could be anything else. Conroy, four to six. Evan, four to six. Yeah. Yeah. Did we do a transfer show where at one stage we were debating? I think the only reason Curtis Jones wasn't going to get let go at the time was because of the fact that he was like homegrown and young. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, we were wondering where the hell he'd gone. Like that was what we, we were, were talking about. In December. We were selling him for fifteen million in late January. <laughs> no, I was twenty-five million. You guys were trying to sell him for fifteen. I was saying twenty-five million. Yeah, no, so no. put some respect on my name. We now were selling we, him though. We were selling no, no, him. We were, yeah, but we were selling him on the basis of a availability and not taking his chances. Fast forward five months, he's taken those chances and now he's off the sale list. So therefore, we need to credit him for that. We criticized him for not performing. And yeah, not and, and I and I'm keeping him out of the ox and cater category by bumping him up to four to six because he's had two and a half months of good form and availability. So cool. there he goes. I think Evan's point, I think that's fair. I think we are forgetting slightly that in that period, it wasn't like he was, it was a long-term injury. Like he really wasn't taking his opportunities. So obviously it wasn't as bad as Trent. But to be fair, Trent, as you said, Trent would have been absolutely criticised massively in the show if he didn't just do the outstanding performances, which has just made his season average not great. So I think with Evan's point, I'd still say it's a six, but 46, you know, strong six, but 46 for me. I think we're, I was probably being a bit, Two recency buys there if I put them in a six to eight. So I'm quite happy for um, Can someone give me, because I've just realized you can't do, you have to, can you do more than one poll at a time? Um, I don't, I don't no think idea. so. I don't think I can because it's not letting me. So I think we have to get a final result. <laughs> right, I'll check yeah. the now. Um, so, oh, uh, right now, uh, 159 votes. We're at uh, wow. 46, 52% for Virgil van Dijk. And um, I'll just check. So where does he go? 
So that's 46 is 52. And so he's a 46 would be the category for Virgil. He's so he staying. stays where he is. Oh, he staying. stays where he is. Okay, fair enough. Fair play. Fair play. Chat, though. Some vote, that's what we love. One, one, that's five. Fair play. Yeah. fair play. Fair play. Guys, there's over 450 of you guys still in here. Uh, smash the like button. Subscribe if you haven't. We're so close to 30K. Hopefully we can reach it today. If we can't, we will reach it this week or the following or the following week. We're right here. We're not going nowhere. Um, Evan has just done Curtis Jones. I believe. No, I don't encourage Jones. No, I Evan, beg your pardon. I, okay. I got Matip. I you got, got Matip. Joel Matip. Uh, Joel Matip, comfortably a better player than Joe Gomez, just in general, but has played down to Joe Gomez's level. I, I think he's been marginally better than Joe Gomez uh, at times, maybe just because he's much better on the ball than Joe Gomez. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Van Dyke, whereas Van Dyke's floor – was like an eight to ten, and this season he's been like a four to six. I would say in the past, Matip's floor has been a six to eight or or above, and now he's played down multiple levels. I'm I'm stuck between zero to two and two to four for for Joel Matip, just because mainly because of my own disappointment because I rate him so highly and I think he's been that poor. Um, I I think I'm gonna say zero to two for Matip. Just because I've been so disappointed, he went from being comfortably our best, our second best center back, to Joe Gomez's level of liability, individual errors, uh, physical decline, potentially. Just yeah, it, it hasn't been great. Anybody else want to disagree? I agree. You agree? Zero to two, Conroy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I think Evan sums it up well. I think it's a hard one because I think Matip, to be fair, he'd surprise you at times and his ability, but I just think those two together, I just think Napoli away, I just think not trusting them and, you know, and the trust is completely gone, I think, by all fans. Um, so I, I agree with Evan and Steve. Mm-hmm. Um Tough one, isn't it? We're not mo- we're not moments, people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, really, he had two moments this season. I mean, we forget obviously the Ajax game um, when we narrowly won that game is really good, and then okay. the West Ham game um, at the end of the season, bullet header won us the okay. won us the game in that. Time. Other than that, that's the only reason. But to to the point, it's like um, it's like putting down Bambi with Joe Matter. To be honest, it pains me to do it because he's got all the quality in the world. But he's not been available at all. And when he has been available, he's been shocking. So, yeah. Two. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like taking Fabinho. From- <laughs> <Just go laughs> oh, here we go. Yes. You know, give yourself a treat. Go for it. <laughs> no, it's a tricky one with Fabinho, to be honest with you. Fabinho is, again, one of those ones that uh, would have got a straight zero to two for me for the opening, whatever, of the season. Of course, the change in formation slightly puts him off. But I can't put him above two to four for me. Absolutely can't. Like he's on the, he's on two to four, but three probably for me. I, I think I think I think if Henderson is the established floor for senior midfielders at two to four, then Fabinho is marginally ahead of him, but in the same category. Yeah, so Henderson would be a two, and Fabinho you could say would be a two point five, two point five, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Can I just say one thing about? Keith, of course, you get thirty-eight-year-old James Milner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James Milner. Um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get romantic. So if we can get romantic about Firmino by bumping him up a level, I'm gonna get romantic about James Milner 
the man signed a contract with reduced salary and reduced terms because he was supposed to play less football this season and still managed to clock up more minutes than most of the people in that zero to two category. And I'm looking at Cater and Oxley Chamberlain. I believe if if, I'm, if 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 it does not mistake me, I just need to double check with this real quick. James Milner clocked up all, over almost a thousand minutes of football this season. Um, he's coming when he's been needed. Um, you know, he's not, not done anything amazing. Um, and he's been part of the midfields that has been absolute, you know, when he has come in, you know, he's been part of that midfield that's just not been very good. Um, you know, so he would have been a naught to two if he probably played less minutes and still put on the similar performances. I still think he's come on and done a job, but I can't, with all good faith, looking at this, put him anywhere higher than a two to four. And that's just with love and romance and respect for the fact that he's leaving. The fact that he took a reduced contract but still had to play a lot of minutes because other players were unavailable because they were unfit or they were injured and he still came in and did a job. Did he do a job that solidified his place in the team that would get him in the four to six categories? No, and Shimikas, I'm still looking at you and thinking you're lucky to be in the four to six category. Um, but James Milner for me, two to four. Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm looking back at that Shimikas one as well now, to be honest with you. Uh, but we'll address that. Uh, Steve, unfortunately, has to leave us. Uh, he's got a little bit of an emergency he has to check up on. Uh, so, okay, but I'm here. Um, and the rest of them are here, which is the main thing. What are we doing then? James Milner, two to four. Yeah? Have... I'm outvoted, so it doesn't matter. What was you going to say? I was going to say four to six. What can you expect? Whatever. Oh, you, you are a romantic, Evan. No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just, I just, it's just kind of like, I don't know. Did did he perform any worse than he usually does? Did he perform any better than he usually does? What has he been for us? Solid. He's been a solid six out of ten player his entire Liverpool career. So yeah, but again, I'm. I don't feel passionately about it, and I'm outvoted anyways. So I'm. I'm. I'm actually. You're not outvoted. Because I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm in. I'm in the four to six category as well. Does Milner get a poll? That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Milner gets a poll. Um, by the way, we're just going to quickly end the Ibu poll. The Ibu poll won't change. So it's unanimously 72%, which I thought are going to agree with me. 72, 72% are saying six to eight. So okay. therefore, so therefore, Ibu gets six to eight. Good no for way. him. Good for Good him, for him. Good for you know him. what I mean? I'm six, happy for look, him. Look, look, I, look I, I'm not suggesting eight. But six to stroke seven, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I've um, wanted to give uh, a small handful of players a higher rating than they currently sit, but I don't want to be accused of being this, that, and the to, other. So I've, I've, I've tried. I've tried to keep it serious to match the tone of the show. All right, so Millie. What was the Millie? Millie was two to four or four to six, four right? To six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's next, guys? Conroy has Salah. <laughs> That me, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Right. You, Do not yeah. look at the comments. You gotta just keep no, strong. No, no, I, I know. I know this one. I, no, no, I, I know this one. Do you know what? Um, I think obviously look at Salah's stats. Brilliant. Um, I think we all agree with we've done a show every week. I don't think performance-wise he's been amazing all season. Um, and I think one of the biggest habits in Mo is he scores even when he's not playing well. So I mean, you can't even have a go for that. I mean, at the Arsenal match, uh, the game. 
he must have had about so many chances, was not having a good game at, at all, then gets to go before half-time, which I know he misses the penalty, but it, he's so effective at that, it, it changes the momentum. So for me, I, I look at the, the top category, and there's they're in my uh, stats and uh, my, my records, there's one person who's getting that, maybe two. Um, and we can have a debate on this. I think he has had a, a good season, uh, but I don't think it's been his best season. I don't think he's been exceptional. I think he's always got great stats. His goal scoring is remarkable, but I think six to eight for me. I'd say seven to eight, but seven to eight, but six to eight for me. But that's just the way I've viewed our season and the two standouts. And I'm happy to change my mind on that. I'm trying to be quite consistent on that with the way I've scored it. So I've had him as a seven, so it's a six to eight for me. What's that facial expression, Keith? Explain. No, I just see someone in the chat, man. Shane McGee. Woof. Mo is a four to six. When right. silent, well, I thought you were having to go at me. I was like, I thought, I, I thought I explained that quite well. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him at eight to ten because I, for him to accumulate the stats that he has, given how dysfunctional, inconsistent the tactics and his teammates have been, in with with everything going against him as a stat monster to put up stats, he's still done it, and. You take you take any other player in this league in, in in the top five leagues, and you give him his stats, and you ask anybody out of out of ten what what sort of season did this guy have? Everybody's saying out eight out of ten, but we as Liverpool fans, with our hurt and our sorrow and our depression over the season, would be I think prone to being overly critical. For anybody else, it's the season of their lives. I think Mo ends up with his what his third or fourth best season in a Liverpool shirt in terms of output in the worst Liverpool team of the Klopp era, arguably. That's that's an 8 out of 10 when you apply all the context. In my opinion. I think he's an 8 out of 10, but I don't think he... I think I don't think he goes into the 8 out of 10 category because that, that suggests that's going to be compared with maybe someone else that we may put in there or not put in there. I think big moments... I, 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 talk, I, look, I look at the penalties he's missed crucial penalties that would have probably got us into the top four moments make great great players and his numbers have been great but his performances haven't I don't think he scored I don't think he scored the quality of goals he has in the past there has been a few stroke tappings I know Haaland scored 50 tappings but um, but yeah I, I get Salah getting an eight I get the point seven made, but I couldn't put him into the top category, which would mean he's had an elite season. You see, eight out of ten is the elite season. I don't think it's been an elite season for Mohamed Salah standards at all. And I think he'd probably be the biggest critic of that himself. And you can see sometimes of his body language when he's coming off the pitch or in the interviews, you know, he's not happy with himself. I'm I'm going six to eight. And but eight is I'd accept if it was seven or eight. Keith, uh, who's left? Conroy? Who's left? Yeah, no, myself. Um, see, for me, that he was one of the, in my opinion, the two players that would go into that eight to ten category this season. And yes, eight, eight is the lower side of the eight, shall we say? Yeah, and it hasn't been an elite season for Salah, but it hasn't been an elite season for Liverpool. And so, in 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 that context, and with the amount of players that we put in the kind of the four to sixes and the six to eight category, 
he probably pulls away from Firmino and Ibu Kanate for a couple of reasons. I think, first of all, you're looking at his goals and his contribution in general. Yes, even though that he can probably score two goals in a game and probably give you a five out of ten performance from time to time, the most important thing is that his contributions have allowed us to be in a position that we're even playing Europa League football, period, in my opinion. Without Mo Salah, it would have been a lot worse, I think, if another player had been playing in that position. My second one, and, and I know that this is um, the underlying that we've been doing this whole thing, but for me, it's I, I can't shake it personally. Is this? It's just that thing about being available. Do you know what I mean? Being available every game, all season, for every single football match. 50, 48 games, I think he's played, or 50 games this season for Liverpool. He's been there when we've needed him the most. You know, he's he's dropped off in his performances at times. I'll, I'll never forget that period when we were losing to Brighton and Wolves and we weren't scoring goals and he was pulling shots and stuff like that as well. But there's plenty of other times this season where he scored goals and, 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 and helped to change games in crucial situations that have uh, meant that he has been a level above. His goals compared to the person that's second is quite a gap as well when we look at it in terms of the contribution. So I think for that reason, maybe on the lower side of the 8 to 10, but definitely probably the one of the two top this season I, I think definitely lower side of an eight to ten i think keith keith's right we've not hesitated to dock points from players for not being available enough are, are we not going to award muhammad Salah for never having a single significant injury in his liverpool career constantly showing up like in our in our two worst seasons he has still shown up and challenged for the golden boot well, maybe not this season because Holland went scored forty goals or whatever. But the, the this, chat, this dude, man, look at this. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's so varying. Yeah, yeah it's, so very, it's very it's very split. But for me, yeah, low by his own standards, victim of his own standards. But given the context, the dude is still shown up. He's always available. He always gives you thirty plus GA. Always. <laughs> He's, oh, yeah. he's, he is one of the most inevitable players in world football. And we're going to put him with Firmino and Kanate? I don't know. Are we going to put him with the standout player of the season as well on that basis? I think we all agree. I think we all agree. There's levels to it. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that there's levels to it. But yeah, I think Mohamed Salah is a top category. Player. AJ, that doesn't help us. There's two categories of eight yeah, here. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> I agree. I appreciate you saying Salah is an eight, but we all we're agree all that. We're all saying that. It's, what side? What side? I, I, I've I've made all of my argument. I've made ninety nine percent of my arguments today based on numbers, and I'm doing the same for Salah. Like you just look at the numbers. The dude's an eight out of ten performer. Yeah, but sometimes Salah Evan is that and easy misses that should have made us Champions League. Can I can I also point to his teammates bottling all the XG that he single handedly created for them? Like second, you know, second yeah. top assists behind De Bruyne as well. Yes, yeah, second second top assists, and think about Nunez burying all those chances that Salah creates for him. But they've yeah. paid for that by being putting into the four to six category. They paid yeah. for that, and and they, they, I, they've they've they have paid for it. But I'm saying like we're the yeah, we're we the we we've executed we've brought them down to four to six. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, where we at? Where we at with this? Well, how's the two two us? Two two, yeah. The, the, oh the thing, shit! Another yeah, poll. Okay. Another <laughs> poll. Another poll. The, the, the thing for me is, I get what Evan's saying. I, I just the numbers are one thing, right? But I don't want it to be kind of a recency bias of you know Mo's been our player of the season because that is not the case. 
there's been That's far never too what many. I said. No, but what I'm saying is when we share the and the way I've done this poll for me in my head, it's like the person at the top or the two who I think have been or one or the two standout performers. And I just performance-wise, but we'll have to go to a poll then. We'll have to go to a poll. Guys, by the way, Milner got clearly four to six. So whoever oh, had yeah. him in two to four, yeah. hold see, see, ah, yes, see, see, oh, I was playing my 63% game. 63% so. went Milner four to six. Um, cool. I'm going to do the Mohamed Salah poll. While who's uh who's uh who gets Allison? I get I get Allison. I, I um, think that's uh, much to speak on. Sure. Allison's been our best player this season. He's the best goalkeeper in world football. He's uh, the best goalkeeper I've seen at Liverpool. Um, yeah, I mean, you take you take away his performances. I, I think we've helped his case by constantly giving him <laughs> things to do. <laughs> you know, in, in, in my opinion, Allison's <laughs> always been this good. We we were just better at nullifying shots on target against him. We we just gave him less to do against the dregs of the Premier League. But now we gave him plenty to do against the lower half teams of the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, we've given him more to do, but he's, hey, he's risen to the challenge. He's kept us in games. And I think, you know, you, you take away Allison's contributions, we're, we're in ninth or 10th. You take away Salah's contributions and we're in 14th. So that's why I would group them together. So, yeah, Allison, player of the season, best goalkeeper in the world. I don't think there's any argument on that. I think that's unanimous. Mohamed Salah has gone to a poll, people. Uh, vote, because I think this is going to be the vote, probably the most voted on poll. Um, right. This is where we ex- try to explain the rest. <laughs> and we try to leave it to the end, because we have Stefan Bejatic and Gakpo. Is there anyone else, guys, I've left out? Stefan Bejatic and Gakpo to vote on. Um, Calvin Ramsey is going to be who? We'll choose two of them. Calvin Ramsey and, and Phillips, because at least Phillips was in the squad, right? Seth Van is in Germany somewhere. So <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend Stefan Bejatic, because he's young, probably same age as Calvin Ramsey, or roughly. I guess Conroy gets him. Uh, Conroy, is it Conroy? Yeah, Conroy, you get Stefan Bejatic. Yeah, I think uh, for me, six to eight uh, for Stefan Bicicic. I think, um, you know, the last, what he played, again, as we talk about not one expecting it, and, and, and we mentioned it with Van Dijk and Henderson, I feel like no one expected um, him to come in and play the way he did. And I think, you know, he was very, very good. And I was very impressed, to be honest. The fact now that we'll be looking to next season, we've had the discussions on transfers that we feel like we should be a number six in, but he's, he's definitely put his hat in the ring. Um, so I found it really difficult when I was marking this earlier to put him in a 46 because I think from what he's done, it's a 68 for me. And unlike the Jones, where where Evan made a good point of he he were we done transfer potential transfer leavings earlier in the season and he was in there and he really wasn't staking a claim earlier in the season. I don't think it's fair to put Bacetic in that category because he really you, you don't expect that from someone. No one was expecting him to actually get in the first team and do that. So I think for me, it's a 68. If. Uh, I think um, uh, he's played, what, a dozen games in the Premier League and he's done well? Cool. Jones has just played the same amount of Premier League games in, in the last two and a half months and he's done well. We're looking at very similar sample sizes, I, th- I think, and we've put Jones in four to six. But so I just said, we're, we're, 
But you, you said earlier, Jones had never really made him. He had the opportunity to stake a claim, and he didn't at the start of the season. Where I don't think that to, to be fair, that. Curtis Jones had had that weird freak injury where yeah, I think he yeah. was actually unavailable for months at a time. So I don't think it was a case of him not forcing his way into the team. I think there was so many match days where he just like wasn't in the squad, and then it comes out he has this eye injury, and then he has this like strange injury where he has to rest every fourth day. Um, so it's, it's, it's strange, but I, I just think if in the interest of consistency, I, th- I think we have two very similar cases here and we gave Jones a, a four to six. See the one thing that's like sway me, like Evans being very like, yes, we have tonight, we've been in for an hour and 40 minutes and he's so right. We have made these kind of like structures and how we've done this and Curtis Jones shouldn't be, um, said to be any different from Bacchus. The only thing where I feel like uh, the romantic side of me would give him the six to eight is because of the fact that this kid came out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? This kid came out of nowhere at a time when Liverpool were absolutely crying out for a player to do that job of protecting the backboard and be just add some legs to a midfield that was just crumbling, right? And 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 losing left, right, and center, losing midfield battles. And to see this boy come out of nowhere, no one, you know, I can't lie, I didn't even really know that we signed this this guy for 250k um uh, a year or two ago. I didn't even know he was in the squad and we paid this kind of money for him. For him to kind of like explode onto the scene in the way that he did was probably one of the few um you know good feel stories that we had in what has been a pretty depressing season. And, you know, for him at his age, and, you know, he was a centre-back, comes in, plays as a midfield, comes into a team that's not doing very well at all with all those factors in place and comes in and puts in commanding performances, particularly against the likes of Aston Villa, away at Newcastle in a game that many pundits had had Newcastle as the day that they were going to topple us and put us in our place. You know, the injury sat something away in, in, in terms of like that took that little bit of emphasis away but I still think that like he could get a six to eight just for that feel the what he he managed to achieve and give us as fans this season so I'm throwing another element or a spanner in the works or something along the lines of that which is why I would put him in the six to eight category but it is a romantic not it's not a numbers thing it's, and it's not based on the criteria we put together this evening at all this is very much the romantic side of me coming out just before we let Conroy say, I wanted to bring up AJ because a couple of people are saying, uh, is that Grizz's brother? Uh, we do have actually a similarity there. Actually, he does look a little bit like me. So big up, AJ. Thank you yeah. very much. Great chat participation. But let's not forget to hit a like. We are all enjoying the content, hence the participation. Exactly. Still over 450 of you. Still the ratio of uh, likes is abysmal. Um, plenty of arguments, plenty of debates, plenty of chat. Um, we don't know. Keith's made some good points there, Conray. I don't know what, where you stand on this one. I um, get it. If yeah. I look, look, a little bit of romance is allowed, guys. Like, let's not all be statos like Evan, like robotic. Like, but, Evan's but, yeah, on, like I, Pep Guardiola here. Th- that's a, that's okay. I, I want there to be contra- consistency. You know, contra- I, I, want, I want there to be consistency, but mm. I also want contrasting opinions. Sometimes I take a stance just because someone has to, and it's less to do with my actual feelings. I, I think that makes you a good... Which Good okay okay debater. okay which okay on your in your head and in your heart is there two different ratings for Stefan Bejetic in that case? Yeah, uh, uh, you know. In six your head's to eight. what? 
my my head says my head is four to six my heart says six to eight because i agree with the intangible aspect of his impact like Mm -hmm. he says he comes out of nowhere uh during a time where henderson and fabinho are playing to like championship levels and he's he shores us up during a really turbulent time um yeah and he, he had that spark and he's given us uh He's given us reasons to feel good about the internal midfield rebuild this summer as well as the external. So, yeah, if you guys want to do six to eight, I, I'll, I'll go with it. Because Conroy, where do you want to go? I just I just think because, as, as Keith said, he came out of nowhere. And just on that basis, like the, the perspective of what you expect from him is, is such a surprise that I would, judging on that the circumstances, I'd go for six to eight. Um, I feel like... Yes, it's the season, but I just feel like he, he came out of nowhere. And I think Keith's point is, got, I agree with Keith on that. I think six to eight for me, just because of where he came from. No, no one saw that coming. You not think going into next season that he's put his hat in the ring for that position. So I think he's done very well. Yeah, I, I'm um, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not the biggest fan. I love him. He's a Liverpool player. He's young. Hopefully he's got a great future of, ahead of him. I don't rate him as highly as many others, but that's just me. Who gives a shit what I think? Um, but even I have to say, after saying that, even I have to say, for me, he's a six to eight, just for the fact that the impact that he had on the team, especially as we've discussed the worst Liverpool team at the worst time, the most dysfunctional, all of that, he still stood out. Um, for that, it gets a six to eight for me. And I think that wins the poll for that. So that doesn't get a question. Calvin Ramsey is Stefan Bejetic, people. Latecomers, do not have a fit. Um, by the way, update on the uh, on the Salah poll. It's 59-41. 59, 59 in favour of 8 to 10 at the moment. So uh, let's see how it goes, unless we need another poll. Stop the count. No, no, no. The poll, only, the, poll, <laughs> the poll stops until the next poll is due, if you know what I mean. Like if there's another, uh, for another poll. Okay. We have Gakpo left. Uh, who gets Gakpo? We all get Gakpo. I'll take him. I'll take him if nobody wants him. Yeah, I think it's Evan. Yeah. Oh, it's Evan. Gakpo. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I get to talk about uh, my new favorite Liverpool player. Now that for me, yeah, now that officially moved left. on. Yeah. Now the uh, Cody, Hey, this this is gonna this no, is no, gonna be know. a yin yang <laughs> level of balance between the two. Uh, Cody Gakpo was, has been our signing of the season. He has outperformed uh, Darwin Nunez comfortably. He has come in uh, and been asked to emulate Roberto Firmino in two different systems, both in a 4-3-3 and in this new shape. Uh, Cody Gakpo is an 8 out of 10. That's our signing of the season. He's come in. And if if we're giving Trent all these brownie points for, you know, his resurgence in, in this new shape and, and making this Liverpool team click again, I think him and Gakpo have been the face of that. Absolutely. I, th- I think Gakpo has had two underwhelming performances, one against Wolves. He comes in his debut. He plays on the left when we're just in the trenches. And then as soon as he gets moved into the middle, he's been, I think, a revelation. Um, I think people were foolish to doubt him. This is a guy coming in with pedigree. Yeah, it's from the Eredivisie, but it's still he's the Eredivisie's best player when he becomes a Liverpool player. Um, I think he's been comfortably better than Firmino. Uh, Firmino can't get a sniff in because Cody Gakpo has been playing so well. And we gave Firmino a six to eight. Cody Gakpo has been a comfortable level ahead of that. He's been comfortably more effective 
and more solid than Kanate, albeit different responsibilities. Um, so yeah, eight out of ten for me, comfortably. Yeah, I I like being proven wrong in both in debate. I like to be proven wrong, and in the football pitch as well. And I hold my hands up and I have to say that I was absolutely one hundred ten percent wrong. Any videos that you have seen of me talk about Cody Gakpo when we first got him in January in his first couple of games, that Keith, if I saw him now in the street, I say Keith, what were you talking about, mate? You were wrong. You were wrong because his impact on the Liverpool front three, it's, it's been, it's been, it's not been seamless. It had its rocky roads to begin with, but we were having our rocky roads as well. But for him to come in, 10 goal contributions this season um, and just fits like a glove, you know, whether playing in the, in the centre forward position, whether slipping into the midfield position, you know, scores some really, really nice goals, holds the ball up so well. And all of this, bearing in mind, this is a player who was getting used to the pace of the Premier League. And this is a vitally important aspect because when Bobby Firmino first came to play for Liverpool, yes, Brendan did play him out of position for, at times, but he also did suffer a little bit from dealing with the intensity of the Premier League. You know, things are going so fast and you don't have that time on the ball. And I feel like Cody Gakpo has it started to click for him already. And that he's doing things with the ball at his feet and being able to control time with the ball. Uh, in in tight close close situations, turn his man, get ahead, get get a leg in, do all of that kind of things in his heart, first half of the season, and doing that so well and fitting in so seamlessly. Like what he can potentially achieve going into next season is frightening. He's got yeah. all the attributes necessary to be something quite special for Liverpool. And I do actually think again, signing of the season and to be signing of the season and to put the performances he's done. You know, I, I would also have to agree. I think he definitely goes into that eight to ten category. I, I think I think if if I think there's a really strong likelihood a year from now we're sitting here on the same show talking about Cody Gakpo as one of the best players in the league. I'll so, go on record and say it. I think so. So Keith uh, uh, sort of acknowledged uh, his misreading of Gakpo. Um, I'm not going to apologize. Uh, you Colin should, style. but 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 there's a, but there, I'm gonna fight my case. I'm gonna fight my case. Uh, Cody Gakpo, I remember saying, um, that okay, originally I said the price worries me when he was mooted to be 50 60 million pound player. When we eventually signed him for 35 million pound player, I said, Oh, okay, I do like him for 35 million, that makes sense. Then I thought, or we were initially playing him on the wings, either a right or left, mainly left. Um, he didn't perform. Anybody who says he was brilliant on the left or on the right, uh, I would disagree with vehemently. Where I will absolutely bow down to the, well, we don't bow down, we only bow down to God, but absolutely humble ourselves to the, the geniuses that is whoever the coach's idea was, whether it was Pep Linders, whether it was Jurgen Klopp's, to deploy him in the role that they have. Wow. That's where absolutely he has come into his own element. He has played wonderfully well in a short space of time. His strength, he's getting stronger. He's getting smarter. He's getting quicker. He's powerful. He's getting, he's going to get more powerful. His ability to turn on the ball and get away from the defender who's man marking him is pretty scary already. It will only get better. Where I will ask him to improve, 
Oh, by the way, I always said his best quality is, is his ability to strike the ball, his technique in striking the ball. I still maintain that's his best quality in the goals that he scored. We've seen the few goals that he scored, uh, his striking ball ability. So I prejudged him and I was wrong for that. But I was right because in my head, he was, gonna, he was being brought in to play on the wings. I didn't see this genius uh, idea to move him into the Bobby Firmino role. So I absolutely humble myself for that. Uh, Guardiola, not Guardiola, Klopp and Linders are a humbler and they've humbled me. He has been magnificent uh, in a short space of time, learning the role, the intricacies of playing the Bobby Firmino role. Wow. Um, he's not quite as fluid, technical, um, ahead of the game as Bobby, but he's young and he's learning he's, and, he's, and he's adapted very well in a tough, tough league to adapt to. Where did you look put him? I said I, I made the case for eight to ten because signing of the season, and I think he's spent ninety to ninety-five percent of his minutes on the pitch, uh being a positive net positive on this Liverpool team. So I put him in the eight to ten. Uh Dominic says Grizz's football takes this year have been on the wild side. Can you remind me, please? Because it's only fair to just slap me when I'm down. Remind me of my wild takes. Um uh, and that would be amazing. Uh, Callum's, if hopefully that's the right Callum, I'm sure it is. Uh, Callum's in the chat. He says, "Big up, brothers." The Sanderson show. He's oh, okay. He's got his own private YouTube channel. If he has, make sure you go and follow him. If not, copish other people to to go and check out and follow. Massive, massive friends are copish. Uh, Johnny keeps saying, "Chris, it's my birthday today." What do you want me to do? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Happy birthday, Johnny, from everyone at Football Carnage. Hope you had a blessed day. Uh, barbecue would have been ideal today, if not. Um, so, what are we doing? Eight to ten? Are we doing eight to ten, Gakpo? Yeah, is that are we, unanimous? Uh, that's my that's my vote. Keith. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I agree with Evan on that one. Conroy, Conroy. don't I you think, dare, Conroy. By the way. <laughs> I, I know. I, I think, um, I, earlier I was kind of stuck between because I, I had them down as either seven and a half or eight earlier. Um, but then when you actually think about it and you break it down, maybe, I know you said two two games, I'd maybe say two, three games, three, four games at the start, he definitely had to get used to it. But again, I think that's been inc- incredibly harsh when you consider he was only signed in January. So I, I think it has to be at eight to 10. I think he's been outstanding. I think even when he's not scored or got assists, you could tell his development and link up. And again, as I said earlier, when you compare it to like a Nunes um signing as Evan did earlier I feel like you can just see how quick he's, he's linked up and even include Diaz in that comparison as well because when we signed Diaz last season there's we've always had these conversations about linking up and working with the way the system works and I just think he's been brilliant and I think we had worries about well we can't replace Bobby Firmino and I think that's fair that like, you can't replace him but I just feel like Gakpo offers so much to this team and I, I think he's been brilliant so 8-10 to 10 for me Phillips people Phillips is Gakpo. Yeah, no, it's not. Not Phillips. Eight to ten. Get him in there. Right before people have a fit. Um, it doesn't matter, Grizz. They're going to watch it tomorrow, and they're, they're going yeah, to. Yeah, I know. Well, no, they're only going to see that if they. Hopefully, they listen to the show as well. Yeah, um, no, sure, sure. Basically, uh, Phillips. <laughs> Phillips is Gakpo. Uh, by the way, Salah uh, yeah. won eight to ten. So to, to be fair, to be fair, I rest my case. And... Those those are the only two things I cared about. There we go. Okay. Everybody else can be wherever. If you had this picture as your thumbnail, right, as like the start of the show. 
I was about to say, no, that's what I said. I was like, at the start, is when Grizz is like, okay, we're going to be substituting some some squad players as Gakpo and Bacetic. I was like, oh, it's going to be crazy out of context. Can you imagine Can you imagine using this? As, I might even use this as a thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the definition of clickbait. That's the definition of clickbait. Ultimate, ultimate uh, clickbait. But there you go, people. Out of, out of context, red fellas. That's what you should use. Oh, unbelievable. A uh, couple of super chats before we, 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 we speak about sort of uh, transfers, impending transfers and possible news. Dinesh uh, says, Evening, Grizz, can you, can you and the panel pick a Liverpool team to take on Klopp's winning Premier League team and manager? Star of the Premier League before Klopp became manager, I will DM you my team. Um, what does he mean? What do you mean, sort of? So he means, can you, like, our version of the best Liverpool team that would rival. Can someone help me? Yeah, I think the tie winning team. Yeah, yeah like a like a before Klopp's time, what Liverpool players would we pick to rival this Liverpool team that won the league? I don't yeah. know, okay. but they're losing. They're they're losing. <laughs> now. But, I okay. mean, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Dinesh, yeah. thank you very much for the generous super chat. I will check my DMs. I'll get your team, and then maybe we'll do a show on that. Definitely, that's a great idea for a show, Dinesh. We'll yeah. make sure we do that. Hundred percent. Thank you for that. Uh, Liam says Ibu was integral for the formation change. He absolutely was, and I'm so yeah. glad he went up to eight to ten. I absolutely, with this slightly. That there's no way he was not going to be in the same category as Virgil van Dijk. Um, 786 MB who's a very good friend of mine from Slough, says the only 8 to 10 players are Alisson and Salah. Everyone else underperformed big time. Also, Klopp is a 2 to 4, uh, and FSG are <laughs> 0 to 2. Big up, Grizz. Peace. Um, yeah, Jurgen Klopp. Ooh. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? We, we, saying? we got we, we to gotta go back and Adrian can be John. Adri Lennon. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that. Adrian is Jürgen Klopp. Adrian is Jürgen Klopp, people. Uh, all right, let's smash this out. Jürgen Klopp. Conroy, you go first. Yeah. Um, I think we have to look at from where we are, what we've done last season. And I think we're, we're judging on this. Um, I think how many shows did we have who were complaining about tactical movements or game management. I know if Keith didn't do that on purpose there, but it was probably quite apt time in there. I don't know. I think for me, I'm going for 2-4. I think like it just, see if we managed to get Champions League, it probably still would have papered over the problems of the season anyway. So I think we need to call it like it is, so 2-4 for me. Oh, and just to add to that, Conroy, I still remember many, many, many shows where you were asking the question, what are um, we even um, doing? What is our system? Yeah. What is our style of play? I like you got Deserby coming in, you got all these players, and they've got an actual philosophy. We didn't have one, so I'll just back you up on that one. I remember it fondly <laughs> yeah. those dark nights. Re remember about. myself, mate, just wake up screaming patterns of play. <laughs> I, uh, I, I agree with that, Jurgen. I love you. I hope you retire here. I hope you extend your contract, but that was a two to four season. Um, you ha he holds some like a good amount of responsibility for how the previous summer's transfer window uh, went. I mean, when it comes down to it, he's the one who didn't think there was anybody better than Bellingham and Jude out there. You know, th there were players out there that were that were in that same category or not that much of a drop off. But he ultimately um, thought the midfield was fine where it was. It was not fine where it was. It was 
many, many, many levels below where it needed to be. And we suffered greatly for it. So, um, yeah, season starts in the summer for him. So I, I, I think he uh, don't think he had a very good summer and he was slow to change things. So two to four. Unanimously two to four. Two yeah. to four. People that season, is us. Klopp season just one last day. Klopp season is reminiscent of Fabinho's insofar as at one stage it was very much a zero to two. And that last 10 game run when we went seven and two, that fair. saved him. Fair, 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 fair. Of course, that is the season's ratings. I hope you agreed. If you didn't, tough. Um, do your own show. Um, and do your own ratings there. But leave a comment. I'm joking. Leave a comment. Let us know what you disagreed with in the comments below. Uh, the video when it gets out. Make sure you've liked and you subscribed. People, it's the transfer season. People, people are impatient. People want transfers signed, sealed, delivered before the transfer window opens, actually, which is next Saturday, I believe. Um, but that's the nature of people. That's the nature of football fans. Um, but some good news on the horizons. Some horizon. How many horizons is there? There's only one horizon. Some good news on the horizon. We are probably, probably announcing our first incoming of the season. That is the very much talked about, chatted about Alexis McAllister, of formerly of Brighton, soon to be of Liverpool Football Club. Um, people want it to be signed, sealed, delivered, announced. It's going to take its time because that's how football transfers work, especially when you're talking about high-level transfers. Um, guys, a lot of conjecture about sort of the price range. I was worried when 70 million was being mentioned for Alexis McAllister. I don't put him in the 70 million category i was thinking mm, if that's our 70 million pound player for this window yeah slightly worried especially knowing that we have a budget to work with but i believe i believe we will be purchasing alexis McAllister for the figure of 45 million uh, stroke yes. 50 million for me that changes the landscape of the window for me it's more onus now on fsg to, to utilise that to our benefit and make sure we can do the maximum as opposed to the bare minimum. I think 45 million stroke 50 million is a very, very good price for Alexis Malakalister. Discuss. Yeah, I'm paying, I'm, I'm paying 70 million for Alexis McAllister. Great player. But yeah, I think that new quota price in between 40 and 50 million that's been our sweet spot uh, in seasons gone by. I, I love those. Um, and yeah, Alexis McAllister, I, I really like you. And I and I hope you uh, give us some more recognizable patterns of play that we've been crying out for. Um, Ibrahim makes a very good point. And I compared him to originally when we were linked with him to our very own Gundogan. So that would be some emulation if he can achieve anything Gundogan's achieved at. At Brighton, Conroy, you happy so it's with this? Really, it's a really good comparison, to be mm. fair. Yeah, maybe too good a comparison, as we said last week, Kevin. Thankfully, he scored yesterday, so hopefully he'll sign a new contract and City will not be looking for a replacement. Um, yeah, I, I think McAllister, we've heard this before, I, I think he has got a, a higher ceiling. I think he could get to a different level. And I'd be buzzing if we got him, to be honest. And for £45 million especially, um, I think it's a bit of a bargain. Um and it allows us mm. to get others in with the funds. We know the way we're ran. We don't have this like treasure chest to use. So I think, yeah, it would be absolute um, great deal. And if we can get that over the line, as Evan said, that's our sweet spot. Gakpo and McAllister within six months of each other for those prices. 
and, and that, that's, that's we're going to talk about this because we've been criticized a lot recently and we've been critical as well on our shows absolutely but we will wait another few weeks before all business is concluded and i think we will be back on the train of we've done some great business summer keith 45 million stroke 50 I mean, million it won't be more than that 100 uh, percent does it change your opinion or what was you or are you of did evan say he would have paid 70 million for I said I, said I, w- I oh, wouldn't sorry. Have. Are you on that no. boat? Oh, for me, 45 for a World Cup winning midfielder that everybody's talking about in a market where everybody in their nan are looking for midfielders. Every top club is looking for a midfielder of his quality. To get him for the price that ultimately is quite similar to what we paid to get Fabinho. Not too, and that was like six years ago when you factor in inflation and all that kind of stuff. FSG are, do, do, may do a lot wrong, but the one thing that they seem to be very... Mike Gordon and them guys seem to be very good at is driving a hard bargain when it comes to um, to, 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 this, to the price tag. So, you know, for that kind of price, I mean, it's a steal as far as I'm concerned, based on the market economics. And very exciting to have a player of his calibre come into the team. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. It's great. It's one of the most exciting transfer windows probably that ever had oh, for sure we have no choice but to do business because we've let so many players go so yeah exciting times can't wait to hear the announcement um yeah the announcement is probably um end of the week early next week um but for sure for sure significant journalists will come out with it because um the lfc media team has been briefed to be on standby this this week which suggests you know, the old photos and whatnot, whatnot. I wanted to present something else before we very, very quickly go. I caused a bit of a stir, it seems, um, on Twitter by putting a poll out. Um, and just very quickly, we must speak on it because, you know, that's what you do. When you cause a stir, you you let people speak, squirm, and you speak on it. Um I suggested Madrid and PSG will try and lure Salah this summer, I believe. PSG have already made their new inquiry, which they have. They made it for the last three seasons. PSG always ask about Salah. Are we willing to budge? Are we willing to move? Are we willing to budge? We have refused every single time. Salah has refused every single time. We know Salah has signed a long-term contract only last season, which I exclusively broke. Um, I'm now telling you guys that Madrid and PSG are making inquiries on Mohamed Salah. As of this stage, Liverpool have zero intention of selling Mohamed Salah. But I just put out the question, if an offer came for 100 million for a 31-year-old Mohamed Salah, would you sell? Um, 10,600 people have voted so far. It's pretty unanimous. 65% have said no. Are we in the 65% category? Yes. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you one thing. One thing, right? Mm-hmm. Two things. Just two mm-hmm. things. One, mm-hmm. he's on. He's in legacy era now. You know, he's in legacy mode. I believe that he knows there's still a few more records to hear. I ju- it would just be nice for us to have a similar moment that we've had with a, with a Steven Gerrard. Have one of our legends see it out to the point of his best years at our club. I would really like to see that. I just don't see... Even if the hundred million comes in, where we're going to find a player of his caliber in that position at this moment in time? Because a lot of play, a lot of clubs have really wrapped up those type of players. Um, my second thing is, 
I've got a real eye on what the Saudi league are doing at this moment in time. Right. And I really do, because at the end of the day, it's 100 million today for PSG and Madrid are putting in. Don't think that they, that if Salah did want to finally, after a while, say, do you know what, I'm going to go and, and get that final payday, that Liverpool could not also benefit from that final payday and actually get a big bid. A big Keith, bid. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I think it's fair to say Salah is at least two years, at least the very minimum two years away from that stage. Exactly. And how long is his contract with us still? It's three, right? Yeah, he's got another three years left. Three years. So even two years in and he's into his last year of his contract, I still think silly money could come in that level. So that's why from a seller's perspective, I don't think we need the money because I still think the money can still come in if that time does come in a couple of years. So that's the money aspect. And the personal aspect is I still think he's got a legacy to fulfil at Liverpool. He is now in legendary status. Case closed, guys. Not much to talk about then. Um, thanks for inquiring. Thanks for asking. Uh, but on your way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was just going to say, just to add, I think the thing is, you know, you look at that money, but nowadays it's like, you, what I've just said about Salah, we've had a debate, but ultimately his goal-scoring ability and his effectiveness for the team is never in doubt. Like, he always, you know, have... What average in twenty goals a season in the Premier League? You can't really buy that. Like you could, you, you'd still be taking a gamble to a certain extent. And I feel like, as Keith said, look at the numbers for Benzema today, like going to the Saudi. So in a couple of years, if you are looking to maybe get some sort of budget towards some trying to replace him, which we probably shouldn't, you could probably just he's done enough to just leave on his own terms. There will be offers there, but I think the idea that you could get a few players. I've seen a, a few suggestions. I just think it's it's too much of a gamble anyway. And I feel like to get someone who can get those amount of goals each season is is rare. So you want to hold on to them as long as you can. Uh, Darius sends in a super chat. Says, Riau are apparently getting Jude inquiring for Bobby. To sell Salah would be to admit that LFC is a stepping stone club to Real Madrid. That has to change. Not quite because we. I'd argue that Mohamed Salah has had his peak, peak shows um, era at Liverpool. Um, so I wouldn't call it a stepping stone, in, 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 and, and especially for Bobby. Bobby and Salah wouldn't indicate that we're stepping stones. If, for example, uh, Trent Trent went to Real Madrid, you know, then you could uh, put that argument forward. Um, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there, guys. I think we've covered everything and anything. And if there is anything else that comes to mind, remind me now. I'll forever keep your peace and silence. Bilal says, great show, lads. Call you around people. Subscribe and hit the like button. Thank you very much for the kind words. I haven't checked my subscribers. Hopefully, they've gone up by two or three at the very least. Uh, the like should be at least over 50%. I usually go for about 60% likes, but you know it's hard these days. It's very hard to get everyone on board and on your side. Um, listen, it's been wonderful. It's been amazing. Don't forget our channel sponsors. Not only Redfella sponsors, but our channel sponsors now going into the season and to the, sorry, going into the end of the year. Yourfutcard.com. Use the code Redfellas for a 15% discount. Go and check them out. Our trainer says, great show, guys. We agree. We absolutely agree. I love chatting to these guys. I don't think they really like chatting to me that much, but it is what it is. You know, they've got to do what they've got to do. Uh, this has been I was going to say football carnage. This has been red fellas. Bloody hell, I've been doing too many shows this week. Over and out. Until next time. Peace.
Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.